0: Hello everybody and good morning. Welcome into the great Scott show. The great sports callers open think tank sponsored by suit up on a Thursday, an extended edition. It's Thursday. I don't, I, I don't, I mean, beginning a day, just getting an earful from the master troll himself is going to, it's going to be interesting. Norman Locke is in studio as he is each Thursday morning. Has a chance to spout off probably some good opinions coupled with inaccurate facts, sprinkling a little trolling, and walk out hitting his chest feeling good about it all. That's probably what's going to happen here over the next couple hours.
1: I, I, I disagree with the inaccurate facts. It's just not confirmed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Opinions are one thing, facts are another. And there and there's that's really where that's really where the line is drawn from.
1: Well, Ad, if Adam Scheffler can make assumptions based who's, on Are you who's Adam
0: Scheffler? You said all who's Adam Scheffler?
1: He's what you mean
0: you know who Adam Scheffler is. Adam Schefter? Yeah. <laughs> Sound like Steve with these names. So he he can
1: make educated guesses based upon assumptions, total sum of assumptions. Doesn't make it not a fact. You mean when when Schefter quotes a source? Well, he came out and said he didn't have a source for Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers or being disgruntled. He said it was a accumulation of assumptions. He said educated he educated a
0: guess. He said it was an acu- he said assumptions. That's what he said. He said it's a I heard him say it was an accumulation of just things that had built up over time. the The quote that I read was assumptions. No. Accumulation. Oh, assumptions. So uh, here's what it was. It was an accumulation of stories Mm -hmm. out of Green Bay Mm -hmm. that he was unhappy, Mm -hmm. right, which led to he probably doesn't want to be there. Correct. But but there was no assumption in some of the stories of the reports about he said this about the GM or he was unhappy about George. All of that. Now, he held on to it for a while. But he didn't make up some of the things. I didn't he say heard. he
1: made up anything. I, what came out of his mouth was he ga, he gathered that Aaron Rodgers was disgruntled and he doesn't want to be there from an accumulation of assumptions. I, I
0: I don't know where you give me where you heard the word assumption. He went on the podcast with. I heard it was I heard it was an accumulation of information. Mm-hmm. There is a big difference between accumulation of assumptions and accumulation of information. Well, major difference. He said.
1: I want to hear it. He said that Aaron Rodgers wasn't probably going to show up to OTAs. Right? That's an assumption. That OTAs hasn't even started. Aaron Rodgers never came out and said it. The Packers organization never came out and said it. He, Adam Scheffler, has came out to say that none of his sources are Aaron Rodgers or Packers organization people. I could call it an educated guess, but what what else is an educated guess? Assumption.
0: Here is the quote from Adam Schefter. From the Dan Patrick show. All during the off season of just listening to people talk and observing, if we go back to the NFC Championship game that the Green Bay Packers lost at home, did we not hear Aaron Rodgers after the game talk about his level of unhappiness, if you will? <laughs> Uncertainty for the future. Just go back and listen to that press conference. It sounds almost like he's saying goodbye to Green Bay. And so your antenna's up, and I'm just telling you throughout the course of the off season, there was rarely a week that went by without... Um, that went by without where I didn't hear something about Aaron Rodgers. And on draft day, there's a report that out of Minneapolis that the 49ers made a draft offer, which they didn't make a draft offer. They made an offer. And other people saying that the 49ers called, and I said, how long till it gets out that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay? Is it next week? Is it when he doesn't show up to the OTAs? It's going to come out. What does What does it matter if it comes out now or next week or next month? So Schefter told Patrick his report was based on an accumulation of information. It was based on one tip or leak he got last Thursday afternoon. Schefter made it clear to Patrick saying there was nothing that morning that came in. No one said to me, yeah, he wants out. You should report this. It's like it was going on all offseason. You just keep hearing, and there's more and more talk, and now they're starting to be Aaron Rodgers talking. I said, you know what? This isn't going to wait much longer, and it just happened to be draft day. Accumulation of information. Now, what I find interesting about the Schefter story, Norm, is jokes aside, hes is he the most notable, recognizable NFL insider? Yes, hands down. Like, it was a different approach to journalism.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm using the word assumption. Like, no, no, you no. no I, accumulation I, of information, but if you're going to uh, uh, fine-tune and comb through some words that Aaron Rodgers said after the NFC Championship, everyone, there's quotes that come out like that all the time after games where players lose. He had information that was correct, though. Well, like I said, he There's never.
0: The, that's that's you know. I mean— The bottom
1: line is the bottom line. If, but the way he went about it is, nah. If I was to say, you know, I got accumulation of information that the Jags are going to take Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, it it didn't happen until draft night. But I can no give. no. Well,
0: you know, like what what Schefter did is instead of reporting each little thing, he weighed it, which was which was very, which was very different than what's typically done. Um, typically when you get information, someone will meet, you know, one week, oh, here's the latest about Aaron Rodgers. He's not happy about this. Next week, oh, Rodgers uh, isn't happy with the the Packers' decision due to do this. Three weeks later, I guess it was a couple of months, three weeks later, Rodgers is not – instead of doing that, he just waited and just dropped it all on a day where he knew he would have the biggest audience. That is what I mean is very, very different about an approach when you're dealing with a guy as polarizing as Rodgers, as popular as Rodgers, you're usually – you're gonna drop information as soon as you get it. You're gonna get the feedback. You're gonna get the clicks, and he waited and accumulated all of the information that, by the way, was correct.
1: I'm gonna say he didn't
0: just throw it out there and assume, okay, this is gonna stick. It's an assumption. No, it was it was accurate information. No, it's. I mean,
1: we. <clears throat> how long have you known? Well, I I won't say how long have you known. Reports have said Aaron Rodgers have been up unhappy for two years. So can I? I can. Can I have broke that story, Scott? Can you have broke that if story? If you had
0: new information regarding why he was unhappy, sure. A lot of new media information. Well,
1: I mean, all the reports I've seen, even Adam Sheffield pinpoint that he's unhappy because of roster moves, right?
0: And and the, very upset with the GM to the point where it's like, can they even be together there? And it's, he But that friction
1: there. is caused by roster moves, right? I'm, I'm sure that has something to do the, with it. And I, I, I'm sure that we have known that for two years. I, at least I've known that for two years. At least I, that's I was tripping. I know when they drafted Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers Rogers unhappy. How
0: dumb was that draft? Pick? That,
1: I don't know. I can't call it dumb. How do you know? You know why I can't call it dumb? Because what were we saying? I wish I could have looked at myself. I know I was young in 2006 when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And 2005. He, 2005, and they set him for three seasons.
0: They sat him for two seasons. I they, sat him, they sat him for two, and it was Favre. I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. He had told. He had basically insinuated he was going to retire. Favre did.
1: Accumulation of information. No, he said
0: it. This is the guy
1: in the what, in the building. I, you know, let me finish. Accumulation of information. I just felt like Brett Favre was old and didn't even want to go to AT, OTAs. I remember that off season, All they kept saying is Brett Favre wants to retire, but he really doesn't want to show up to OTAs. He doesn't want to go to training camp. He wants to just play, and that's
0: what happened. And he cried, and then he said, I want to come back, and then they moved on from him. I feel like with Jordan Love, especially with – if you're going to take a quarterback and Rodgers is probably going to play, how many more years if he – if Green Bay or not, how many more years do you think Rodgers Three. is going to play? You think he's going to retire at, what, 38.
1: He's had more injuries than any of the other older quarterbacks, so I'm
0: I'm just... No way, he's retiring at 38. At
1: 30, he's, 30, he's 36 now, 37, he's 37 now. He's 37 right now today? Yeah, he wait, he set for two seasons, Scott. I want to say three. I really want to say three. But he's set for two seasons.
0: Dang, he is 38. I thought he, I thought he was 30. I didn't realize he was already 38. Yeah, so I, I
1: got three seasons with him. But this is why I say I can't be upset with the Packers organization, because... Two years after removed from the Packers, but Far he wasn't a
0: slouch. Went to the NFC Championship. No, no, no. Far was good. It was that that was.
1: So him having, I mean, I'm meaning that in Aaron Rodgers will, if he leaves the Packers,
0: have success with another organization. Brett did it. (laughs) If you have major needs, and you've got a guy that probably at that point was going to play for how many more years? Fifteen.
1: We we talking about Aaron when he yeah, superseded, yeah. Brett. For, but what if now Jordan he, Love he played, played for
0: 15? he played some in his third year? If the, if that happens, I'll I'll lead some crow and say, okay, I was wrong. I think whenever you've got a guy when you draft a quarterback when you have major needs, especially at receiver and other spots, and you say we're going to take a guy that if we have an MVP candidate who won the MVP, by the way, that's going to play for another three to five years. By the time this guy's rookie contract runs out, we're going to have never even seen him play.
1: Well, if you that Packers, wasn't the route
0: they took with Aaron Rodgers, but it's not the
1: route they took with Brett Favre after Brett start either. That's why I'm just I'm looking Brett, at it like, Brett.
0: Brett had been beat up. Plus, you mentioned Rodgers not playing much in his first three years. He played some in his third year uh, and not much at all in his first two. Not as much wear and tear on the tires. Well, he did. I want to say he broke two collarbones. I mean, have you seen Favre lately? Now, beat up that dude was well, in his in his in his career.
1: Favre, Favre, comparing Favre's toughness and injury history to the quarterbacks now is completely different. Favre, catalysts have been built up with
0: no, a lot of beer. Uh, he, but was drinking. he granted, he played till he was forty-one, um, and played well at forty. But I will say that at that moment in time, the idea of any quarterback playing at a high level. At that age, was it was just not normal. Like, that's more, now a guy, man, this guy could play till he's 40. That's like, I, I guess he could. Dude, back in 05, that was unheard of. It was like, no one's ever going to do that. And then Farb did it and got the
1: snot beat out of him. Now, this is what I'll say about that caveat. What what quarterbacks do you honestly think are going to play to 40 and past 40? Because right now, how old was Drew Breesman retired? 42? 42. 42. You got Tom, you got Brett, you got uh, Drew.
0: You don't think Rodgers is going to play till he's 40?
1: Pa- well, I told you, I got three seasons left for him.
0: So you do think he'll play till he's 40?
1: I do play until he's 40. I mean, boom. well. We're talking three quarterbacks that played, that have been to N- uh, NFC championships in past 40.
0: Right, but they're all guys that all have something in common. They're all like Hall of really Fames. good. And right. I think part of it is the league. You get deeper in the league, you're protecting quarterbacks more now. I mean, Favre played in an era for most of his career, where quarterbacks just got the hell beat out
1: of him, we, we, we saw what happened in 'oh nine. Um, the legal troubles we saw what happened
0: got the, got the hell beat out yeah, of
1: him. Yeah, paid paid for
0: it. Paid for yeah, <laughs> just like every other quarterback. Go knock him out. I will give you fifty bucks. We'll celebrate <laughs> it on NFL Countdown with this Eagles broadcast. We don't want it. We don't want to discuss that. I no, can give no, you a no, long no. history That's lesson there. But how, how many? I mean, how many old guys in the league right now at an elite level? Like they're young guys that you figure. What do people say? Pacheco was mid twenties. Yeah. People, what people always say, boy, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to break every record and play this long because he has this. And quarterbacks don't get hit a lot anymore. Like Stafford will probably play. He's Stafford's been beat up really bad, by the way. I, he'll probably play until he's forty.
1: Again, your standard of playing... To- Vinny Testaverdi played to forty. We, we
0: Testaverde was good. And- Testaverde was better at, in his late thirties than his twenties. I'll tell you that much. Now this is what I see.
1: It's the keep. It's the, the, the caveat. I keep saying playing well. I don't. You can play to forty. That's cool and all, but can you make it to an NFC Championship post forty? Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, Brett Favre, all did it. I, that's the that's the upper echelon of.
0: If you're older, <sighs> Staff, that's the yeah, Stafford's thirty three. Maybe he doesn't make it to forty. <laughs> you you never know though. It's so it's so weird. You can Scott. It's, you can make it to
1: forty. How, My, how, how well do you take care of your body? Can you make it to a NFC or AFC championship at 40 or post-40? That's my criteria. You you playing at 48, P- they got papas that drive at 90 years old. Are they
0: driving well? <laughs> Some of them. No. Clint Eastwood's out there directing a movie and starring in a leading role. He's 90. That's the Tom Brady, though. No, bro. <laughs> That's not Brady. That's Brady. <laughs> we don't talk enough about that. No, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood is guns. right now <laughs> <laughs> directing a a. A studio produced feature league film and is in the starring role, and he's ninety, and he's going to kill. That's a nuts, bunch dude. Of people. He's ninety. Good for him. By the way, Grant Torino is like, one of my favorite. You're like movies. you're like Eastwood. <laughs> Eastwood is Tom Brady. Eastwood is Tom Brady. He's an anomaly. He's kind of like he kind of is. He's like he's like a lot of people don't like him for various reasons. Some people love him, but there's no denying. Hey, man. The accumulation, <laughs> that's the code word that's today, the, code word. the accumulation of what he's been able to do is undeniable, <laughs> showed up in Hollywood, no one wanted the cast, I'm like, who's this tall, weird guy, and it's like a six-round pick, no, this guy, I mean, this is away, this Clint, is nothing.
1: He's with a six-round pick. <laughs>
0: Go, go read his history. It's not like he had all this success early. It was kind of like, yeah, he's this handsome guy. Granted, we're going – he's 90. We're going back to, like, the 50s here. He's like, oh, he's young guy, handsome, but, like, I don't know. He's kind of stiff. It doesn't really make sense. I don't think he can make it in this business.
1: Raspy voice. Now he's worth, like, half
0: a billion dollars. Bruh, Clint, Clint Eastwood's a goat. Gran Turismo. He's, a, he's, of a, he's of another era. Yes, he is. He's of another era. He's Tom Brady. Still lives in that era sometimes, but – all I say is whatever, man. 90, bro. 90. <laughs> Six-round pick out of Tulsa. <laughs> Haven't we talked about Eastwood one other time? Were you in here? There was some time like a month ago I brought up Eastwood. I remember the last Clint Eastwood movie I actually like watched. The thing. Gran Turismo.
1: Gran Torino. Torino, I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> think of it. It's Gran Torino. Scheffler,
0: Schefter, it's all good. Torino. Tomato. Man, he, uh, I remember a scene where he's just like, Walk into that neighborhood in detroit and he gets surrounded
2: just That's old a good dude movie. and he like
0: pulls out his finger and he's like ever met one of those days like that uh that meme we're
1: gonna to need to call the cops but not for me <laughs> he pulls out the gun <laughs> uh, he, I'm,
0: I, I'll, I, I, I don't want to get it i'll just say this if that movie had come out 10 years later people would have been like it's awful it's this it's that i mean it it that's, came out at the right time because it, everyone everyone would have been like, it's this, it, whatever.
1: You know a movie yeah. I saw just recently and I was like, it can never come out? Not another teen movie. So it's like all movies that came out in that. And, that and, movie was
0: funny. Movie I, was. I remember when I watched it when I was a kid, I was like, when I was a kid. When I was a young adult, sorry. Forget how old I am. I'm older than Aaron Rodgers. Jeez. Hey, I. I if I was Norm, I'd say I got at least five thousand yards passing him in one
1: season. See, I believe it. I, I believe because Tim Tim Tebow got signed, Scott. I do think you got like fifty catches in you. Mm-mm. If Tim Tebow got fifty, you got fifty-five.
0: Two six 269-1077. That's the phone number to call. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome in. Oh. I turn on the wrong pot. Gosh, I do that all the time. I'm sorry. Let's try it <laughs> one more time. Turn on the one just to the left. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello.
2: I was going to bring up a um, a Clint Eastwood movie to Norm, um, but it's a movie that came out before we were born. Scott, uh, Played Misty for me.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Movie? I don't. I don't remember that one. No,
2: I don't. Wow. Um, yeah, it's about a uh, he was a disc jockey, and uh, this. This caller who always asked for a specific song, Mystic, and it got to the point where she was obsessed with him. She started stalking him, and uh, one of those type of movies. Um, and the reason I was going to mention it, you have this fan, this Saints fan, always calling Norm about America's team, America's team. <laughs> you know, he kind of reminded me of that character on that movie, kind of stalk- It's almost like they, like they, like he's stalking Norm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look up, look up that movie. Play Misty for me. Um, it kind of
0: that's kind of weird. Y'all talking about Jessica White. Walter uh, was the I'm I guess the female uh, stalker um, earned a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress in a Motion Picture. Seems like a good movie. Yeah. Clint's directorial debut, 1971. What you was doing in '71, Scott? Dude, 50 years ago, he was 40. He was older than me. Oh, 50 years ago, he was. And he wild. was, and he was directing and starring in this movie. And he's he's currently filming and starring and directing in a movie.
2: His Dirty Harry movies, man, classics. Um, oh man, the the
0: 44 Magnum. You feel lucky, punk. I mean, that's that's one of the most quotable lines ever in in cinematic history. Yeah.
2: Oh. But nah, man. Like, like the reason you, I know you heard that term. We all young. Well, we are all men. Uh, when you were young, you was kind of hot, you know, uh, for women or whatever. And, and they say, oh, you had what on the brain. Of course, we can't say the word, right? But you, you know the term, right? Oh, he got bl- blank on the brain. That's that's what I feel about this Saints fan. He has cowboy on the brains, but no one. What you done to this dude, man?
1: It's not me. It's Jerry Jones.
2: Call yesterday. Did he, he call yesterday? No,
1: he didn't call because the Knicks lost. That's what it was.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what happened when you think uh, they score points in baseball instead of run. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Well, look, uh, you have a good one.
1: Thank you. See, my baseball commentary lives on. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: I did see the Oakland A's uh, uh, trying to leave. No, don't do that. I hope they don't. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't see, I, I don't hope they do. I just saw we had a good I had
0: a good discussion yeah. yesterday about the A's with Anthony Babineau, the associate coach of UO baseball. Like, there's something about that team that unless like you were you rooted for a team that was like in their division, they might not be your favorite team, but you won't you won't come across someone that dislikes the A's. Like they are one of the more like what is when you think when I you know you're again you don't you call points runs um or runs <laughs> points rather but like when you hear Oakland A's what do you think of What's the
1: point um that their team is the athletics
0: you're probably you're probably a bad yeah person yeah to do bad. <laughs> that
1: with. was the funny to me like so the, a,
0: the A's on. had like this this. Really, you know, big run in the seventies, and they had like Vita Blue and Catfish Hunter. And then in the late eighties and early nineties, like when I was young, they had the Bash Brothers, which was Conseco and McGuire. They had Ricky Henderson. They had Dennis Eckersley. They had these. They had these characters, and they were always in the mix. They won a World Series, and they were playing another. They were always in the mix. They're always good, and they were just like cool. They just they were cool. The nicknames, the posters, back when you know, posters of athletes was like all we would put in our rooms as kids. Uh, and then years later, they would always be they would usually be good, but they never spent any money. And then Moneyball came out, the book, and people got into it. Then the movie came out and it was even more popular. They've always had this likability. And um in Oakland, I mean the Warriors left. Oh, they went across the bay. Go go visit San Francisco and Oakland and you'll see just how different it is. Uh the Raiders left twice. And they're not coming back now. You can't, you can't take the A's from them. That's that's the
1: only thing that I'm you looking at is like A's you can't from take the. If you you have literally on. taken Oakland from them twice, and I've watched that fan base. I I know a lot of Oakland Raiders uh, fans that are just they're indifferent now that they're in Vegas. It's like I I still want to root for them because it's still the team technically, but it's like man, it's not in Oakland no more. It's it's, it's not the same. So I can I feel for some you know baseball fans if the A's do leave, but I, I do have to question: Can they please change the name? Oh, uh, t- from A's? Yeah, like why? Well, Are you I, crazy? So it's a letter. The name is a letter, dude. The nickname is a letter. It's it's short
0: for the, the, the Athletics. The you A's, can't change the name. Are A's
1: can be same? short for
0: anything. It could be you short had, for excellent. The you excellence. Had, you had something going there for a minute, and then you just totally blew it. <laughs> just totally blew it. It's an, A's. It's an um, A. By the way, Jay uh, emailed. He said uh, Paul called runs points, not Norm. I think Norm also did once by his own admission. He just he just essentially just acknowledged it. I
1: know I, I know I said a lot. <laughs> no, I think I said. I don't know what I said. It has something to do with the base. Oh, the runner
0: is it? I may have said it once in my life. I don't know. I mean, we all we all. Have, Slip-ups, but you man. I just think the batter was on Oakland base. A's That's what I said. No, batter. what they need is a new. What they need is a new. They need a new stadium. I mean, Oakland Coliseum is over fifty years old, right? It 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 came out when Clint Eastwood made that movie <laughs> um, and directed it.
1: And then they used to try to play football games on it.
0: Tried to. They played many, 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 many games Marquette on King that. Marquette King said that thing
1: sucks getting tackled on that. that uh, oh, dude, uh, dirt? Dirt, it sucks.
0: It was the last sta- – look, back in the day there were a lot of stadiums that in football that, that were like the cookie cutter, let's play baseball in football. I say a lot. There were like four or five. And then I mean, a lot. you had the stadium craze and it changed and it was only Oakland for a while that just – Early in the season, if you played against the Raiders, you'd see the dirt. You see the dirt. You're like, oh man, just got tackled between <laughs> second and third.
1: Between that and stadiums that got that that just middle piece open when you got that, that that glare with the sun just coming out. I hate. That's the two things I hate about stadiums when you got the middle piece open and it's just a glare of sun in the middle of the field so between the hate, ashes.
0: So you just hated the old. Stadium, the Cowboys. Oh, again.
1: I, I hated it when we had like a one o'clock game, the, or the a four the, o'clock game,
0: the stadium with the hole in the middle with of the it. Whole, man, it just looked like it just looked like it was like they, oh, someone just cut a hole in it.
1: Yeah, just cut a hole in it. Then you go on, like, and you no matter you're on depending on when you started, you got a glare on you.
0: you know, it's just an accumulation of sun and time of day. Uh, by the way, uh, last caller, very very upset with you for you suggesting. <laughs> A's should change their name. They sh- I that's mean, the- if they move, it's one, the- one of the worst takes you've had. If they move, you didn't even say if they move. I did say. You that. just said. I hope they stay, but they need to change the name.
1: I say. I say. I hope they stay, but if they do move, they should just change the name.
0: Golly, man. If they
1: do, why, why would they? Why would you stay? I mean, change the name. Don't
0: don't don't leave. Just come on, Oakland. Just figure it out. Got to keep the A's in Oakland. I, mean, I don't. I don't even know why I care so much about it. I just do. Just, you got to keep. You I mean, don't in want Oakland. me to change the name. Change the name. I could come up with a better name than the A's, dude. I got a guy that is so passionate. I kid you not. I need to go get it. I got an email nine or ten days ago from someone named Eric Brown. Okay, and Eric then sent me the same email he sent and mailed it. Now, I get a lot of emails. I'm not, some of them from listeners, some of them are junk, some of them are, I, I ch- I, dude, I checked my junk mail this week. I hadn't done that in like, I don't know, two months, and I was like, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff in here. <laughs> some, from, some of it was from some listeners. But I got this email, and, and I, I kind of read over it, and I was like, yeah, not really a topic that's going to pop right now. But this guy was so passionate about it that I got, a, um, like, a big envelope yesterday here. And I was like, what's this? Saw so it was from uh, an address in Tennessee. And the guy's name I opened it up, and it was the same thing. And I'm like, this guy's, like, really serious about this. Didn't even think I'd bring it up. But since you had the idiotic take that the Oakland A's should change their name. If they move. Still still a bad take. <laughs> I guess I can read you what this guy sent and it is New Orleans Pelicans name change to, and then in all caps, the New Orleans rhythm with a bunch of exclamation points. I'll read it. I like that name. As the Pelican may have, I'm just going to read it like verbatim. Mm -hmm. As the Pelican, they have, he typed this, but I also got, and I'll even show it to you during the break. I got the legit letter. So I'm, and I'm not knocking him. for, I'm, I'm. Tip of the cap, bro. Like, this is this is passion right here. As the Pelican may have sentimental meaning and pay tribute to the state bird of Louisiana. Okay. All caps and bold. It does absolutely nothing. Whenever it's all caps and bold, I'll just raise my voice. Okay, okay.
1: okay. As the okay. face
0: like of a sports franchise, the New Orleans team should be named the New Orleans Rhythm. That is. As number one draft pick Zion Williamson brings energy, excitement, and relevance back to that franchise that team's name should do the same. It is no secret the late Tom Benson wanted to name the team something with deep ties to the city of new Orleans. Ironically, team owner, Mrs. Gail Benson has literally been handed this opportunity to fulfill her late husband's vision by changing the team's name to something that will not only bring an energy and excitement to the fans, but more importantly, to something deeply rooted in the culture and, and the rich history as the birthplace of jazz and Zydeco music, the New Orleans team should be named the New Orleans Rhythm. But wait, it gets and then he puts in quotes, "Gooder, Gooder." But he put it in quotes. I, I, I like, I like this guy. I like this guy. Like he's insinuating okay. because the rest of it is, um, Gooder. I mean, the rest of it. He used MLA. I mean, he he got the the diction and the. Okay, the, I mean, you know. Uh, so now, bullet point one: the rhythm captures Mr. Tom Benson's vision of naming the team something with strong ties to the community and synonymous with the city of New Orleans. The rhythm inherently embodies the, embodies the culture, vibe, spirit, and essence that, of the city of I'm New really Orleans. Joke
1: at your bold voice. <laughs> I just don't want to say. I just,
0: I just want to your bold voice. The rhythm gives basketball fans a personal identity and emotional connection out of the shadow of the saints. For a city so rich and deeply rooted in music history with beats and rhythms of jazz and zydeco, along with celebrations of Carnival and Mardi Gras, the rhythm is from New Orleans. Is it exclamation points after this? The rhythm is dot, dot, dot of New Orleans. The rhythm is... Dot dot dot. The pride of New Orleans. The rhythm is New Orleans. Please share your on-air thoughts and comments. Sincerely, Eric L. Brown.
1: Shout out to Eric. You should give him some air horns. I,
0: you know, <laughs> what? I'm gonna go get the actual letter just so you can have it, dude. Um, and 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 he he referenced an article about Tom Benson saying he wanted to change the team's name to something with authenticity couple things here, Eric. Number one, it would have been a good name. I will give you that. Um, no, no, no. Don't you dare change the Pelicans' name. Well, you, you, you <laughs> can't now. I mean, you the ry- Rhythm would have been a good name to change from the Hornets. Um, here's a little bit of history. Mr. Benson had owned the rights to the Pelicans' name. He had licensed it long before he even owned the Hornets. So... Many felt like it was always gonna be the Pelican, which is the state bird. Um and I, I don't I don't get like the hate around pelicans. No, it's not as I uh, it's not as good as rhythm would have been. Um I think that would have been a really, really cool name. And and for all the points you so eloquently laid out, Mr. Brown. Um, but at this point, they are not going to rebrand themselves with a new name less than ten years into a new name. Which the amount of money it costs and licensing fees and all the things that you have to change and the process, of, <laughs> excuse me, of changing a team name is a little bit more. It's not like as an owner you could say, "Oh, I want to change the name of this team." Um, one, two years in, in and once once the uh, once the name is <laughs> still haven't been able to. That's do what I'm saying. Yeah, two, yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah, once in. you have it, like. It, it. Benson wanted to change it to Pelicans the second he bought the team, and he couldn't do it. They had to have another year of the Hornets, and then eventually they did it. And he had again, he already owned the rights to it. There was a there was a backstory there, um, and it made a little more sense at the time because Best the Hornets were. were still. I mean, you would watch Sports Center, and sometimes you know they would still say, "Oh, Charlotte beat this team." It's like, no, that's not it's not the Bobcats. That's the Hornets, right? And then now the Hornets are back in Charlotte, and that can confuse some folks, but. Um, love the passion would have loved that name I think it's great it is never going to be changed no they are the New Orleans Pelicans until we you, die or they move to another city name? what's his name his name
1: is Eric Brown Eric Brown can you please send me the same uh, column that you sent to Scott about Oakland A's and what possibly their name could change would be we're we gonna talk about don't, that we're gonna that. me and him so we can have a good conversation no. about what the Oakland A's name could be if they move to Las Vegas no no I. you know what they got the Las Vegas Aces so you I can't might, have the Las I Vegas I might have
0: to I might have to we might, we might have to try to call this dude just get him on the show and <laughs> what mean, if we just surprised him I mean, I when I opened that, I opened that envelope an hour ago. I did not even expect to bring this up today. But with your Wait accumulation of information about the Oakland A's,
1: accumulation of information. Scott. I'm glad you're
0: at least saying it right now. Before you were saying accumulation of assumptions, which is very, very different. Uh, I mean, no, 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 I mean, don't, don't try it. Don't even try it. I'm
1: assuming that they move. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: from your hot keyboard. We're going to take a break. It's the great Scott show. I'm Scott. That's Norman. Great Scott show sponsored by suit up. Don't go anywhere. And ESPN 1420.com. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Sponsored by Suit Up, I'm Scott, that's Norm. If you're listening to ESPN 1420 live on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app and in connected cars and on smart speakers, that's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. So, Clint Eastwood has played a detective in plenty of films. Norm and I did a little detective work. It took us a whole four minutes. But I went, and um, and for those that weren't listening coming out of the last break, you're going to be like, what's going on? Sorry, I'm not going to rehash all of it. I can't reread the entire message. So I went and grabbed the letter that I received this morning from Eric Brown and showed Norm to it, and it's the exact email. So I began to theorize he's probably sent this to various sports media outlets across the state of Louisiana. And by the way, the email he sent me wasn't just to sales and the entire building. Which I'm sure they were all like, delete, you know, or hey Scott, did you see this? So I got this, and I'm like, man, what is this guy like? Probably like has the rights to it, and he's just he's thinking he can somehow get some money off of it. So Norm, um, his generation, they don't they don't go to the library and look stuff up. Neither do I. You just no. get what, your phone and you use that use a Google, Apple, like my music library. So it took you a whole <laughs> few minutes to discover what Norm. Well, after doing some digging,
1: I've see that Sir Eric Brown is a owner of the New Orleans Rhythm Professional Basketball Team. Oh, really? But yeah, he's, he's he owns the trademark to the team whenever the team it that starts.
0: The doesn't exist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he owns the trademark to the New Orleans Rhythm
0: Professional
1: Basketball Team.
0: So Mr. Brown figured, I'm going to— really work hard here i'm going to get the rights to, i'm going to i'm going to buy the rights to the name and then you think he has a guy like that I, he's sending out press releases like dude like i mean he a press they're release. not going to change their name they're not for all the reasons we mentioned <laughs> last by the way the pelican is a state bird to suggest there's no cultural relevance it's literally on the flag um you can see a couple of them if you just drive around somewhere. Yeah yeah so i i but i like i like this dude i bet he has like other oh, he's, he, he like, he's like, it to all affiliate stations yeah like like he's probably sent something to Oakland yeah. <laughs> he's probably got now that oh they might move to Las Vegas he's probably got some some like 8 9 10 12 15 things licensed again tom benson had already licensed like all the right, rights all yeah is it eric no he's,
1: <laughs> 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 he's worse than eric he's he's hoarding like domain names
0: He's just like, like, he's, like he's, dude, remember when you're Dallas Cowboys? Like they, that was hilarious. So they forgot to like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the library, a K Google. It was so like their domain expired, but they didn't know that it was coming up and they forgot to, this was for their team website. Yeah. Somebody bought it. And, um, this was in 2010. The site, that.com. This is great. Let me just read you the old article from CNBC, November 9, 2010. As if Sunday wasn't bad enough, as 19.4 million people watched the Dallas Cowboys get blown out by the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football, there was a behind-the-scenes scramble in the early morning hours that day to make sure the team renewed the registration of its website. The site, DallasCowboys.com, actually expired on Tuesday, according to domain search records, but the site wasn't offered for sale by domain host Network Solutions until Sunday. When that happened, Cowboys officials scrambled to re register the site, which was first reserved in November 1995. Because of the snafu, the site was down for much of the morning yesterday as word circulated that the 1 in 17 was letting its head coach, Wade Phillips, go. So. It was at a period in time where a lot of people would have been going to DallasCowboys.com. Cowboy that guy we Phyllis we was a that was a rough stretch gosh okay so this article does not I I want to say it the, the guy that bought it turned it into like um a, 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 a gosh a dating website for like a, a very specific niche or or that was the plan anyway. Cowboy's website expired? I know that's what people do. I know people that sit up there and whoever wait for did whoever
1: did it got cuz in the early uh, adopters of Twitter. So I've been on Twitter since oh, oh, oh 09. The early adopters of Twitter they was hoarding Twitter names mm-hmm. because teams were coming by them from you. The Pelicans are not the Pelicans. They're at Pelicans NBA. That's not the same. Because at first it was like, oh, I'll give you some free tickets for your Twitter name. Guy's like, ah, uh, no. Gosh, then it started, hey, what about an autograph? I forgot what team it was. They was fussing with a guy. Like, imagine Scott Prather going back and forth with the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, hey, I need your Twitter name. I need your Twitter handle. <laughs> like, no, I'm a I'm a New Orleans Pelican.
0: Hey, <laughs> New Orleans rhythm. You can still do it. You can take the <laughs> handle. It's there. Eric's it's
1: listening. There. I wouldn't do that to Eric. Eric, go get it, dude. Eric did it to Tom. He's like, he's like, go he's like, Tom missing.
0: oh yeah, change it to the rhythm. <laughs> guess what? Okay, <laughs> this is what happened when the so the Cowboys their uh, the, when their domain name expired, the website was replaced by the image of two boys playing soccer and contact information. Okay, I, I guess I for I. I I must have read that on yeah, the Onion. Yeah, yeah, you just
1: tried to put that on the Cowboys. I mean,
0: dude, just two kids playing soccer is kind of funny, though. And contact information for an opportunity to purchase the domain name. The organization had to pay out the register for the domain name and the website for you know was down for several days. It was just the fact that it happened right when they were firing the head coach, too, man. that's He had to go. That is, that is something else. He Wade had to go. Wade was tripping. Quarter to eight. ESPN fourteen twenty and com. So yeah, Eric, love the passion, but it's no. not just because you like the name.
1: I see. I see your PR press press release. That's, I I I like it though. He's, he's like up. how you move, Eric.
0: <laughs> God, you left his. Tell
1: your secretary email me.
0: Yeah, it it came <laughs> from the office of Eric L Brown. Did you? Were you able to? To locate his office? No,
1: but I I'm having my people contact his people about these these Oakland A's and we're gonna oh. be in discussion and see what the trademark lawyers can come up with.
0: Oh, look at this. I'm Eric, trying to get in on it. Eric L. Brown, top producing corporate sales trainer, sales manager. Um there's an Eric L. Brown that is a uh gynecologist as well. Hey, man. I don't yeah. know if any of these are, are in there, but Eric L. Brown.
1: Uh, Michael, Scott, don't worry about it. My people are contacting his people. And we're we're in deep discussions with the Oakland A's. Now, I don't have any of this as concrete. This is a built-up timeline
0: of information. And this is just what I think is going to happen. 277 269 1077 Scott Bray at the Norman Lock. We're with you this morning for a while. 9.45 this morning is when we have pregame for Rage of Cajun Softball. They handled their business yesterday against ULM. They have South Alabama this morning. Just keep winning four games, win the tourney, get ready for regionals, take care of business. Yes, sir. We might be catching up with uh, Bobby Nouveau a little bit later this morning. In the meantime, 269-1077. Let's head to the phone lines. Hello. Yo, what's
2: up? Good morning.
0: Good morning. Good morning.
2: I don't hear that. I, I guess it's because Scott is on with him this morning. is on there in the morning. So Scott used to be on in the morning, but Norman, Norman is not. Uh, I guess it's because Scott is with him. But I, I don't feel that same cowboy smoke like I do in the afternoon.
1: We we, we, we ain't got it. to it yet. It's not there. We
0: haven't yeah, got to it. We got two more hours, bro.
2: I, I just don't feel the, feel the same passion in the smoke normally pushing out in the afternoon. But it's early. He's just waking up. Some got something for him, though. I got something for him. Wait till that afternoon. hour kicks in. I got something for him. I'm going to catch up with him. But he knows I'm
1: going to go call Reggie. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate you calling in. You see, and, it, and then they get upset with me when I I talk about America's team. That's why I got to refer to the Dallas Cowboys from now on. Just
0: America's team. I don't care. That's They are. That you know, that's, that's, that's what they're called. All, right. All right. We got it. We got when we come back. We're going to get into NFL schedule releases in the 8 o'clock hour. A a, a football player that I am a fan of did something yesterday that is the equivalent of what I always my persona would be if I was a professional wrestler. Okay. Does that make sense? It doesn't. Okay. It's going to. (laughs) I'm going to explain it. But an athlete that I, I am a fan of, and everyone listening knows who he is, did something yesterday that I was like, dude, he pulled the old. I used to tell my friends, of course, I'm not a wrestler, never would be. But I used to tell my friends, if I was like a manager or in that industry, this is like, this is the gimmick I would try to go with right out the gate.
1: See, if it's not an RKO, I'm going to be upset. No, no, I'm not talking about moves. I'm okay, talking about on okay. the mic.
0: Okay, okay, no, okay all right. You give me this microphone, I can do something. You say, go uh, do a DDT to that 250 pound guy? No. Okay. No. no. Okay. To pull both hands, my
1: expectations are lower now. All right, good,
0: good, <laughs> good. That's the way it should be. Keep expectations low, and you always surpass them. I'll explain when we come back right after this. It's ESPN1420.com, ESPN1420, and .com. ESPN ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN. Fourteen twenty app. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Sponsored by Suit Up. Scott Prather. Norman Lock. Down the rabbit hole. All right, you had no idea where I was going with this. I wasn't. <clears throat> Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater yesterday was on a podcast hosted by Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. My guy. I'm a fan of Teddy. I think he's funny. He went five and zero with the Saints. That was he was easy to root for. All this stuff. Oh, I don't like where you're going. But yesterday, the let's just play it. Here's the clip that a lot of people were talking about. Where you know, people were talking about it of, oh, he, you know, he threw shade at Joe Brady. He kind of did. He did. He. Oh, oh, the shade was there. It, it, it was. Everyone was talking about kind of what he said and you know what's the issue in Carolina and well, I don't know. Teddy needs to take responsibility. And then others are like, we well, kind of did. And I. I kind of had a different take from it, but before I give you my take, for anyone that didn't hear it, here is the uh, the entire clip that everyone's been talking about.
3: The whole deal in Carolina, it is what it is, man. Um, I told them, you know, once the season ended, that I wear big boy draws, man, and and I understand the nature of this business Mm -hmm. and it's a performance based business, and you know, yeah, I could sit up here and say, okay, Christian got hurt or we didn't have this didn't have that but that's not me you know i look in that mirror and i say hey you got to tighten up you know so it's you know little things you know that i could have done better and you know as an organization it's things that you know you can do better as well but i think man i'll just say this for for joe brady's growth i think man like that organization they'll have to like just practice different things you know in, in in different ways um like one of the things we didn't do much of when I was there, we didn't practice two minute really. We didn't practice red zone, you know. What? So it was the most yeah. important well, thing. What? <laughs> That's you what you know. used to have you a, a whole football, a whole day devoted for two minute yeah. in red zone. That's Thursday like, practice. Yeah, I mean it's you know I guess the game is becoming about science, you know, and you know. trying to keep guys healthy. So yeah. like you, you didn't practice on Fridays there, but you walked what? through like the red, you walked through the red zone stuff. And then Saturday you come out and practice red zone, but you only get like 15 live reps and guys. Oh, reps will all be the limited. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's the, that's the unknown, but you know, I'm, I'm a pro man. <laughs> I, I could sit up here and throw all of that out, throw, throw all of that out there, but at the end of the well, day, that won't get me nowhere, man.
0: All right. All right. Um, again, credit Brian McFadden, Patrick Peterson, uh, they interviewed him. Brian McFadden, uh who I think works for CBS now, former Super Bowl winning receiver. I believe it was their podcast. So I want to give him credit. That's yeah. a clip from that. That is <laughs> I know Saints yeah. fans are like, oh, cool. He's, he's spilling tea about the Panthers or blah, blah, blah. This is this is what Teddy did. Let's be real. Teddy did the whole I'm not gonna say this, but yeah. I'm gonna say all of it. I always said if I if I was like to try to be like, in wrestling like what a gimmick would be I would be a heel that would always say look I I'm a great I'm a nice guy I'm a nice guy I would tell you that you're <laughs> ugly short um illiterate can't you know can't wrestle worth this your mom looks like this da 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 da, da. but I would never do that because I'm a nice guy It'd be like if a if a dude was going through a divorce and was like you know I could I could say, you know, that you know she cheated on me five times, and uh, she stole some of my money. She physically abused me. But like at the end of the day, like that that does that's not what it matters. What matters is I just didn't get the job done as the husband. You know, that's so I I can't. I'm a I'm a I'm a pro husband. I can't sit here <laughs> and say husband. I can't sit here and say any of that stuff. Like what good is that? You just said it all. Like Teddy, come on, bro. Like I uh, I'm a fan, but dude, don't don't you. You're you're trying to have it both ways, and everyone was just eating it up, like yeah, 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 because he's a likable guy. Like, dude, you could have just said it didn't work out. I didn't get the job done. Someone else brings it up. Well, you didn't have you didn't have Christian McCaffrey, but you could tell it was eating away at him. Like, we never even practiced. Like the two minute, all this stuff I want to say, but how do I also come off like, hey, I didn't do my job? I'm gonna try to go about it this way. He did. He did. I'm a nice guy. I would never tell you that. Now this is uh, this you this, know everything about you sucks, and that you know your family doesn't like you and that you failed in your job and and you have serious emotional issues that stem. I wouldn't do any of that because I'm a nice guy and I like you guys. and
1: after listening to the pod now and I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, McFadden uh, his some of his takes. What I took from it with Teddy Bridgewater is yes, he threw Joe Brady under the bus. Yes, it's rightfully so because looking at the numbers, Sam Darnold did have a worse year and they traded for a, a worse quarterback, younger, but a worse statistical quarterback. And all the stats that you want, you want to go back and look at that Teddy Bridgewater didn't excel in as raid zone touchdowns. That's the two-minute drill that he alluded to. All those numbers, Sam Darnold had worse numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, Joe Brady and the Panthers, if that was the issue, you ain't got a bigger issue. But I'm okay with Teddy Bridgewater coming out there because as of late, we've seen Aaron Rodgers come out and the accumulation of all the information and assumptions have come out to, oh, they didn't draft this guy. Oh, they didn't draft this guy. Oh, they cut this receiver he liked. Oh, they didn't do this. Oh, they didn't do that. Well, if Aaron Rodgers gets to tell the organization what to do and what he didn't like. Teddy Bridgewater can't have the same caveat? I you know,
0: No, I'm just I'm just saying. Two totally different takes. Yeah. He's not even on the team anymore. If he wants to throw shade at him, I think I think the two situations are different. You're throwing shade at your own team and you're trying to make personnel decisions which you sh- shouldn't Jeez. be able to do. Yeah. That is totally different than Bridgewater <laughs> saying well, the team basically. that saying the team that let him go didn't work on certain things. No, I'm I'm just I'm just I am pointing out the way he did it. I oh, think is hilarious. it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, he was just sitting would, back in the interview. I would, I would, I would I could say everything I'm about to say, but I, you know, what good is that gonna do? Well, you just said it all. You like, know, my performance was really
1: bad. I didn't throw any touchdowns in the red zone, but you know what? We didn't practice red zone. So I
0: didn't I, I, But I he didn't can't. even say it like that. You know what I mean? It was like, what good is that gonna do I me? Mean, I could put out all this other stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm a pro. It's on me. Yeah. But you just pointed out all of these other things. I think I thought it was. I laughed when I watched it. I was cracking up. Not going back, but to a, your point, if he wants to be, if he wants to be upset about, got no qualms. Yeah, past, so at all,
1: going back at, at his comments, jokes aside, what do you think about Joe Brady? And if if what he said about Teddy Bridgewater is true, that they don't practice enough, that it's only fifteen reps between, because like you say, he went to detail. He's like, yeah, we only practice like fifteen times.
0: I think I think Joe Brady was. Is first... Uh, now, this is an excuse. I think I'm just... I'm trying to analyze why. Okay. Right? Bridgewater pointed out, because I listened to some more of it too, right? Like, they... He said they didn't. Then he said, well, they did, but it was only a little bit. And Walk a lot throughs. of it was walkthroughs. So you had whole new staff, new O.C. Never been an O.C. before. Not even at LSU. Um, everything he did at LSU that year as the, quote, passing game coordinator worked. All right. Um... Limited amount of time, limited amount of control, COVID rule, new quarterback, everything's new, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know all the details of. Okay, obviously they pro- that's something that that's completely on the outside like us. Obviously that's something you should probably work on, guys. yeah, right. Uh, but what? How much time do they have? How many other things were they trying to install? How many other things did they have to adjust when McCaffrey went out? Now we got to try. We got to change the whole game plan. So it's a matter of it, my, if. My guess would be, or my hope would be, if I was the Carolina band, and I'm not, is that it wasn't a matter of we don't believe in this or we don't think it's important. It's a matter of, God dog, we're, we 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 got to do better with our scheduling. We don't have enough time to do all of this. We're trying to figure out what we should focus on more this week than the next. I, I don't I don't know that it's they don't care about the two minute offense or don't think it's that important, right? I think it's it was probably a combination of a bunch of other things and. Of first-year staff that i don't i'm not going to use the phrase in over their heads but still trying to figure out this ain't college right the head coach came from college too like yeah, that's what the whole layout's different and this season is unique because you didn't have the typical offseason where you got to install all this stuff I, that's what makes sense now I'm not there I'm just theorizing but that's at least what would what would make sense and then you you know kind of got a guy like Teddy that's been in the league for a while and other veterans were probably like it's kind of ridiculous, guys. Yeah, we don't like, do what's, this. What's, we don't do this. That's, like, what, you, that's what I take what
1: from you, if, if Teddy Bridgewater has been a, a first-round pick starter for the Vikings, then he's been a backup with the Saints behind a Hall of Fame quarterback. He knows what good practice, what, what goes into a good practice week to be prepared. Sure. And to for him to that's what that's what I'm saying. like. Okay, you set behind Drew Brees, one of the people that's most prepared for each and every situation in a game, other than a Peyton manny or a Tom Brady. He knows what needs to be done to be prepared. He went five and zero with the Saints. If he's going, to, if he's coming out and say we weren't practicing enough, we didn't practice this, we didn't practice that, we didn't practice that. We know Sean Payton is a is a. Uh, uh, aficionado for the small things. Obviously, over there, Carolina, like you said, first time, uh, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, obviously, without missing Christian McCaffrey, they didn't know what they was doing, Scott. That's what I look at. I was just like, after Christian McCaffrey went out, there like, oh, we got Teddy. He's not really a deep ball thrower. But we got uh, Roby. He's a deep threat. I don't know what we doing. He don't even know who our mascot is. We Let's just wing it, and we see what we do next season. I basically, just came out I was like yeah, they didn't know what they was what doing. I was the, just, what's the mascot part? Oh, you didn't see, uh, Roby, the wide receiver, the mascot for the Panthers came out to do something at one of the games, and he's like,
2: "Oh yeah, yeah." He I saw he, that on he, NFL Films. He, he didn't know right. who the mascot what was.
0: Like, it's a, it's a Panther. I thought it was a bear. I think it's you play Oh man, oh you're playing, you're playing against the. Five after the hour. ESPN 1420 KPEL Lafayette, 269 1077, 269 1077. Phone lines are open. Let's head to the phone lines right now. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello.
2: Good morning. Guys, you don't think the Joe Brady stuff has been a little overhyped? I mean, it was one season with Joe Burrow at LSU. I just kind of feel like he was anointed pretty quickly into being this guru, and it's really unproven.
0: Well, as an offensive coordinator, it's it's absolutely unproven right now. I think he had – so, look, he he was on the Saints staff for two years, two years where they were really good. Then he went to LSU and got a lot of credit. I would say the vast majority of the coaching credit for the offense – not to, not i don't remember people saying Steve Imsminger or or George Muñoz who used to be at UL who who Joe Burrow said was you know as an analyst a big part of it i mean i would say that when you cut that pie up they kind of gave Imsminger a slice they gave Muñoz a sliver and they gave the rest of it to Brady and said yeah this is he, he put all this together um and at the same time all, all, you know Bridgewater's comments um aside very concerning you're probably right but I I don't want to if 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 you're give it one more season like well if 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 you don't want to overreact to the good stuff don't overreact to the bad either you know what I mean like give it another year or two no, I'll but but uh but yeah like like could it could it have been one of these deals where boy the ascent happened over the course of three seasons and it happened way too quickly that that might end up being the case absolutely.
2: I, I I thought it was crazy that O'Garon hired two guys that were associated with Brady. Not saying they're not going to be good. Well, at least he at least he interviewed them. The fact them. they were associated.
0: <laughs> at oh, least yeah, he interviewed them this the time. Fact. Jeez.
2: But his old premise for hiring them was that they're associated with Brady. So,
0: right, right. Brady gave him and and look, you know, there there is something to some some coaches at the college level and pro level. They got it both ways. Others. You know they excel at one and they they can't figure out at the other. That's true of some players and it's also true of some coaches. That could end up being the case as well. You know you get you get to the NFL, every one of those cornerbacks and linebacks, everything is is a lot a lot quicker, right? And you know I, I mean, they, over-
2: they overlook the fact that Joe Burrow
0: was that good. <laughs> and Burrow Burrow was you know he was like twenty three. He was older than Lamar Jackson was when Lamar won the MVP. And Burrow Burrow I heard him in an interview once too say, you know, it all it all came together for Burrow later in his collegiate career, but it was a matter of like look, he's just he is at a different level, but he's also a lot, you know. It's it's kind of like when you go to a um, you know, go to like a youth league game or like a sixth or seventh grade basketball game, and it's like what is that kid's birthday? You know what I mean? Like sometimes <laughs> on the court, it's like, oh, you know, he's a, there's another kid. It's like, okay, he's, he's like older than all of these other kids and he's further developed and all this stuff and he's good. Yeah, that, that helps a little bit. And I mean, Burrow even admitted yeah. as much. You know, he's like, yeah, I mean, at, at, at 23, being, being where I was and everything I'd done in college football, it made, a, it made a huge difference. And I was just taking graduate school courses at, at my, you know, apartment and I was just, Basically limited the facility the whole time. It's quite a nice weapon to have. and uh, It really is. When you're the passing game coordinator. It is still kind of crazy. I, I... Colt Brennan, that was sad. It was sad news this week. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, but I, I the last time I heard about Colt Brennan was when Burrow broke his touchdown, single-season touchdown record, and I was just like, gosh, that was just – Two years ago, I was nuts that LSU had that season, man. Yeah, LSU had that run. I crazy
1: that Joe Burrow did. It still just feels kind of surreal. I had told a crazy story about the uh, the after party at Joe Burrow uh, after the national championship. Joe Burrow shows up with a bottle of wine to mm-hmm. the after party. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's drinking anything else, but he's, he's sipping wine. Hey, man,
0: <laughs> <laughs> older, older. Gosh, I remember hearing him. He and uh, the 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 part of my take guys that are from. Um, Barstool, the guys that have like the number one podcast. So they were, they they got to interview Joe Burrow like early the next morning. But it was just by, it was kind of by happenstance. I think someone for LSU had booked Coach Ogeron to to be on the show because it was the day after. It's Number one, podcast. hey, let's promote it, let's right. whatever. So and Coach O did not stay up all night. I mean, he he celebrated a little bit, I'm sure, and then just went back to his hotel and went to bed. So um, one of the guys on the podcast saw Burrow just outside in the lobby as the team was about to get on the buses or whatever, and he said, like, first of all, the hosts of the show are still, like, kind of drunk because yeah. everyone's no, just partying no. all night. thousand percent. Sees Burrow, who they've interviewed before, they're like, hey, we're about to uh, interview Coach Show upstairs. Doesn't say come up. At this point, Burrow's like, done with his eligibility, done with everything. He just walks into the ballroom where they're recording with Coach Show and just sits down and is like, yeah, let's do it. That's how they booked that interview. And then – they're all kind of still drunk, so it's hilarious. And then that's when Burroughs like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I could take money from Odell. I'm not a college athlete anymore." And, th- and remember that made headlines the next day. I was like, "What a, what a wild!" Just you know, he was still kind of drunk on wine. Apparently, Norm, you said he's just walking he was around just with
1: drinking that wine. I I was told the story how, um, Dwayne Bowe. Paid me and the DJ five hundred dollars to play his music in the in the, in the club and the after party. It's just a it's, a it's a lot of wild stuff to LSU fans and just uh, players. It's just that was a wild. I, I will remember that day, that total day, and that total night
0: probably for the rest of my life. ESPN fourteen twenty and All right, we got another take from a former NFL player Uh-oh. who's listening. Um, he says. It's a counterpoint to the Teddy stuff. Okay. Because I would have to think a starting veteran quarterback at some point would have some input during the season to go to an OC or head coach and say, We need to spend more time working on red zone and two minute. Starting quarterbacks, especially veterans, have input every week with a game plan. He mm-hmm. says, Come on, Teddy. That's true. That is that is true. Teddy's personality is like Florida boy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't, and he might not have, because maybe it's not in his personality. Because he's he's a he's a laid back, yeah, just kind of like, cool guy. But if he's like that as a QB, if something's bothering him, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We'll never know. But if he didn't, and he just said, "I'll just do whatever y'all tell me," and he knows that we should be working on this, and he never said anything, then you know, yeah, he should probably. I mean, he should probably look <clears throat> at himself like the, and say, "Okay." The,
1: the players listening, what's the protocol for? Players or what's the mindset of players once your star bread and brother athlete gets hurt? Do do you still go into the same week with the same morale? Do you still go with that same fire, that same care level once you're the biggest star on the team? The, we, is, is, the is, is, yeah, is the, your, the
0: week, the week after or the game after, in whatever sport, that is always extremely telling to me. The game it the game when it happens i I never put a lot of stock in it because if it happens in the course of a game and your best player in any sport is just like out or done and you're not sure how bad it is or what rarely does a team rally ispe- and- it's, it, unless it's maybe in the last minute or two, if it's like in the third quarter, quarter like I remember a game back when the New Orleans Hornets were just so much fun to watch and not as infuriating as as the the pelicans, not the rhythm. Um, Chris Paul was just, I mean, he was like Must C T V. I just there was a game where they were like rocking and rolling in Utah, just doing great, and then he twists his knee and they just blow this giant I mean, they were all just like a punch to the gut, just devastated. Um when you lose a key player or a star player, how do you respond the next week? That is always to me the most telling thing as opposed to I always feel like people make too big of a deal. of. Well, we saw this guy come in when the quarterback got hurt, and, man, they didn't really do much. Well, they didn't even have a game plan built yeah, around him. Yeah, so I think it comes down to, one, the staff has to keep a team together, and then, two, you know, how does the next man up respond? Um,
1: because I want to say, before Teddy Bridgewater got there, he was 60% of the offense or some wild number like too, that. Like, too much almost. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, okay, if Christian McCaffrey is the bread and butter, and all Teddy Bridge was supposed to do was be the butter knife and apply the bread, the pride the butter on the bread.
0: Well you took the bread and butter out from me. What I was supposed to do. So he got hurt, high ankle sprain in week two of last season. Okay. Um and then what, they did they do? what did they do? yeah, it lingered. It wasn't like he's 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 done for the year, but it definitely it definitely lingered. Um Let's see what the Panthers You're playing in an already
1: difficult division. You're, like you said, all the other caveats of COVID season, no off-season training, no all. And then you tell me you combine that with uh, my, my go-to
0: guy. At least I signed here because I thought I was going to be able to just hand the pill off to him. They, so they actually won the next week. Now, it was against the Chargers who got off to a rough start, but – they actually won the next three games. They had one winning streak all year. They didn't even win two games in a row outside of this streak. So they actually won the next the next three games. They beat the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Falcons, and then they lost um like five games in a row. Um, <laughs> who's
1: who's the teams? Who's the five? Cause those are those aren't the those, five teams they teams. lost to. What were the three teams they won to again?
0: They they went to L.A. and beat the Chargers. Okay, and it was one of those deals where the Chargers had that hook and ladder on the final play that was totally going to work. It, it was, was really set up weird. perfect, and the dude dropped. Um, But they beat the Chargers, they beat the Cardinals, by, and they beat the Falcons in on the road by a touchdown. Three non-playoff teams. All right, what's the teams they lost to? The Bears, the Saints, the Falcons, the Chiefs by two on the road. Uh, and the games. Buccaneers by by a whole bunch.
1: All but one playoff team. Yeah, they wasn't they wasn't a good team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm not. Oh, I'm right, no right, argument here. Right. I, my my the exercise I was going with was how did they respond like right after it happened? Like I know you know, if, if, talking about the Saints for a moment. Right, when Brees got hurt in 2019 in Week Two against the Rams, it was just like the season's over. Like. There's no way. They have to stay on the West Coast, and they're going to play Seattle. Like, forget about it. There's no way you're going to win at Seattle. Pete Carroll hadn't lost in September in Seattle in, in like 10 years. And then they went and won the game. And, I mean, haterate aside, Norm, I know you like the troll. That I, I, I'll be honest, going into that week, I was like, they're not going to win. Are y'all kidding? They're not going to win. Then they, they not just won that. They won five in a row at Teddy. But. Coaching game plan How does a team respond? And um, you come out the next week. You look good, even if it's in a loss. That's telling. If you look like booty, you're done. You're finished. <laughs> Your season's over. Your coach has no has no ability to what do they like to say? Rally the troops. Just it's it's done. It's done. It's over. It's done. That's that's kind of how our Pelicans look. Officially eliminated. Oh flash. We know they had been we know they'd been done for but th- a But not not Lennon. Not Lennon. You gotta you got wait, wait. Oh L- Lennon. Lennon aside. Lennon aside. Lennon. It was it was uh, no, this this season is a complete failure. You can look at the injuries right now, all right. Zion's not there, anger's not there. That's fine. Go ahead and do that. Let me tell you something. As somebody that's that's covered this team for the last eighteen plus years. That was the best season in regards to injuries that the franchise has ever had. Other than 07 and 08. they led. They led the NBA as of last night in, in say, least amount of games lost to injury.
1: I'm gonna pause you. What year did we beat the Trailblazers in the first round uh, with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday? Yeah, when, that, that year also, we was we, we was okay on injuries.
0: Boogie that, Cousins it was was a core piece of that team, and 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 was lost for the season. Yeah, I'm just saying. You said since in 18 years, I'm. It was. Say. It was. I'm telling you, dude. This year was much better.
1: That's the only two years in my recent like you said before the 07-08. Those are the three seasons in in my New Orleans basketball fandom that we at least competed without like you said, yeah, aside from Boogie.
0: But that's a big one. I mean he was We wait
1: to the playoffs and swept. I know. The I know. So it, I got it a, was
0: it was a great matchup. It was a great matchup. But like you only made the playoffs by like two games. So this I, I, year the West is always like this. this, this but, but my point is statistically this is actually factual okay in terms of games lost to injury the the pelicans have been in either dead last or the bottom five of that category all but like two years of the entire like franchise this year they were like tops in the league so you don't have that excuse and that's constantly been oh well you never really got a chance to see this or that you go out you spend this money you bring in the best trainer slash medical staff in the nba you pay them all this money and they're not going to get credit, but it actually worked. You had the least amount of games lost to injury. I know the focus right now is on Zion and B. I, I get it. This is the very end of the season. Let's look at the entire picture. You had those guys together for the bulk of the season, and you can't even finish in like the top ten in the West. That's that's a that's a good. You know that's, you know a, you know
1: what a, I'm a blame, Scott. Failure. Now the season's over. That's over. You know what I'm a blame.
0: David Griffin. <laughs> We're not, let's not let's talk about Lonzo Ball for an hour.
1: No, 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 no. I, I don't have to because I mean, the, there's a there's a there's a lot there's a lot. The there's, writing's you, on the wall. You, you can't just blame one person. I, I cannot blame one person, but I will have to just like when my Taysom i take, some hill take. I gotta I gotta stand on it. I told y'all all season, he wasn't that guy. Told y'all all
0: season, he's not the third piece to this puzzle. He um, probably is not. And the offseason looms large, but this season is a failure. And it, it, it should not, th- from a front office standpoint, mm-hmm. it should not change the expected trajectory. Or sh- let, me, let me rephrase. It should not change the, the expectation of, hey, we said this year, get in the playoffs. We said the year after, you better be in the top five, six, something like that. You can't now say, oh, well, next year, let's just reset and just try to get in the playing game. No, uh-uh. David Griffin, you got paid a lot of money to construct this roster, to bring it together. You've got an all-star. you got two all-stars. You have a young generational talent. You you, you better at least get this in, in, in the, into the top six of the West next year. And if you don't, if you're, if you're muddling around, you know, below 500 and ninth or 10th, you know, it's time to, might be time to make some front office
1: decisions. Now, this is, this is, this is what I'm feeling as a Pelican fan and supporter. I'm gonna ask you this. Who on your roster for the Pelicans right now are your unmovable pieces? You say next year, Zion if, Williamson. If you say next year, that's the only one? Completely unmovable
0: no matter what, yes. You, okay. Yeah now I don't think that it I don't think they're going to move Brandon Ingram I don't think you know but there's only one completely untouchable player and that's Zion for you
1: Going into you say building into next I'm, season, and look
0: the expectation next year. I'm not crazy, Norm. I'm not saying they have to advance in the playoffs. And no, do you all say of this six seed. I mean, like a, that hey, should be that that's because a, because that was the the that was I think a realistic. You got the not, Mavs, to six seed. So I, I don't. We, we it, should
1: be we should be better than the Mavs it, with just Luca. Sure, and a, a. Pazingas missing it was twenty a, games a year. It was
0: a realistic expectation. Get in the playoffs this year. My prediction before the season was they finished ninth. Yeah. Now they can finish eleventh. Uh, I didn't think it was a high expectation. I'm not one of these people, oh, you should be third or fourth. You, no, you're a young team. You got to build. But you you fell well short expectations this year. And so the goal was to move it up the next season to, okay, now finish a little bit higher in the West. And then the year after that, advance in the playoffs, make some noise, do something. So, yeah, they got they, – they, they failed, failed this year. This is where I'm at. No excuses. Nikhil Alexander-Walker,
1: Najee Harris, Johnson – Zion, Bi, everyone else can go. They're not those are my guys that are nailed to the floor. Well, with, you, you
0: can't. I mean, look, I, I can't. You said unmovable. I mean, yeah. Those those so like, are the guys. So you can get a good package for for James Johnson, who was a free agent. You can get a good, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to trade for null I, I love no Okay, I think those, he's got a break ceiling.
1: Those are my guys. Those are my unmovable pieces for the Pelicans. To to succeed next season, everyone else, I think, they need to go and bring in guys to support Nikhil Alexander Walker to support Najee Harris coming off the bench. I I just feel I like the construction of the roster. It just needs a uh, pieces mm. added. Oof. I like uh, I like the pieces that I named. Oof. I like Najee Harris. I like what he's bringing, the energy he brings for the price that we're paying keep him well we already locked him in so he's gonna be there
0: i'm not suggesting any of those guys are gonna be elsewhere i mean i just i guess i took the question differently you said unmovable yeah well that's i mean there's <laughs> there's to me there's only a uh, you could count on both hands the number of people across the entire nba where you're like unmovable no
1: matter yeah right. but i'm talking pelicans realistically going into next season you're saying
0: guys you would keep a you want to keep around basically
1: that's because yeah, everyone else they're not bowled to the floor i mean we, b.i we just gave them the money uh, he's he's coming off last season. He had an All Star nod. His numbers statistically were actually better this past. Season. And that's what I was about to say. Like he didn't make the All Star because it's a a, a lot of forwards. He, but he
0: he needs to improve in late in games in crunch time defensively. That's my biggest problem. I improved defensively.
1: He's I I'm okay with him in late game situations because Not it's at. like well I said it okay the the reason is because i've seen how good zion is in late game situations even we talk about lebron james and even though he's pretty clutch people the narrative is he doesn't want the ball for the last shot he doesn't want the ball for the, the some players aren't those guys me watching this entire season brandon ingram isn't the alpha he isn't the alpha male on the team he doesn't want he he wants the ball but i could tell that he doesn't want the notoriety and the responsibility that comes with being the alpha of a team—he's still kind of like an introverted guy to me. Like you know, he doesn't really share too much on social media. You know, he posts his pictures and go in New Orleans nightlife. Like he might pop out, but he doesn't really. He's a homebody. He's a homebody, and then we know Zion isn't the 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 uh, boisterous person. He—I wouldn't call him a beta, but he's not the alpha either. So I'm trying to. The Pelicans need that, you know. You know what I call it, the Terry Rozier. Like what Terry Rozier brings to the Charlotte to the Charlotte Hornets, I love it because he's he's the one in the in the in game interviews answering the questions. He's the ones like, oh, this team is. He's the alpha on that team, even though they got players that Lamelo Ball is probably going to be be better than him. There's uh Michael Bridges that's probably going to be better than him, but he's you're, the alpha.
0: You're saying they need more toughness. Is that what you're saying?
1: not toughness cuz we got Johnson i mean Zion's tough we just need Stephen somebody Adams is tough. Stephen Adams is tough we need somebody who's vocally going to be the leader of the team like Zion is still even though he's averaging all these points and, and his him, so
0: so you're going to people are going to laugh at this can't happen overnight cuz he's young and he's not a core member yet the, i'm telling you the most vocal guy on that team during games is not all. no that's a fact. That's, a fact that's a fact and and if he Improves his game and and carves out a niche starting role. He can be that guy that's going to be telling everyone on the court like, pick it up, like let's let's hold each other accountable. Let's do this. Bi's quiet. Zion's. Such a, I mean, he's just a nice a, guy. He's, he's, a just a, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> he
1: really, he really he is was, a sweetheart. And like, he's such a sweetheart.
0: Everybody's like, oh, the refs and this.
1: I'm like, bro, y'all didn't hear what he said. He's like, his stepdad taught him not to talk to the refs. He's, he, that's ingrained he needs, in him. He
0: needs somewhere between what he's doing and Lucas. Somewhere in between. I mean, Luca complains oh, no, Luke, about no. every call. No, he he says somewhere the between.
1: Time. That's not. That's a. Ooh. Luca is on the, he's like Chris Paul that's, level. That's what
0: I'm saying. Yeah, like, Zion needs to at least be somewhere in between that and what he is. Like you have to, you have to say something, dude. So where you putting LeBron in that meter? Because Luca's number no, one. Luca, 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 and Chris Paul are <laughs> one Chris A and one B, and it's there's no question. <laughs> but now, I don't want him
1: to be like James Harden, LeBron, where you he's rushing to the goal, and then you just see a fly, Zion falls on the ground. Like Zion, you three hundred pounds. I think you're not falling on the ground, bro. That's like that's just like it's, like LeBron. You're three talkative. you're 300 pounds, LeBron. You run to the goal. Who really putting you on your backside, bro? You fall he flopping, but you gotta get the call. <laughs> I get it, Zion. Fall down sometimes.
0: It's hard, man. It's hard to it's hard to officiate a guy like that. ESPN1420N.com, Scott Prather, Norman Locke. Great Scott show sponsored by Suit Up. It's been an interesting hour and a half on the show. And if you missed any of it. You're going to want to go back and listen once we post it on the Great Scott Show podcast page because, boy, we took some turns in the first hour. We just did not see coming. They were a lot of fun. When we come back, going to take a look at um, what the Cajun softball team has on the docket today. And then biggest takeaways from the NFL schedule release. That thing. Talk about marketing. Yeah. Golly, the you NFL's good at it.
1: Jeez. Videos was really awesome.
0: ESPN1420 and .com. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. That show sponsored by Suit Up. Rage of Cajun Softball coming at you in a little less than 90 minutes. Louisiana taking on South Alabama today. Uh, got off to not the best start yesterday in regards to the amount of pitches. I think maybe 30 pitches or so plus in the first inning for Kendra Lamb, but they got it going took Care of business and, uh, you know, took, you know, handled ULM seven and nothing. And now they're taking on South Al, who beat App State yesterday at 10 a.m. at the Troy Softball Complex. But it was a big third inning rally that God had done. Sophie Piscos, two for three, two runs yesterday. Um, she from third base. There was a pickoff attempt with two outs. And uh, she got the first run. Then you had an RBI. They just kind of opened the gates. RBI single by Caitlin Alderink. RBI double by Kendall Talley. He's had a great season. RBI single by Juice Mills. And just like that, they were up and running. And then the next thing in inning, Alderink, another big moment, you know, a uh, fly ball on bases loaded. Um and they ULM couldn't handle the catch, and then that brought in more runs. And so Kendra Lamb ended up, when all was said and done, having a really good, solid performance, despite all the pitches in the first inning. Um, and complete uh, Carly Heath came in, and so we expect to see Summer Ellison today. But a uh, good start yesterday at the tourney. 945 pregame, Steve Pelequin, Bobby Nova They have the call. ESPN1420.com. We've known for a while who teams in the NFL were going to be playing next season. All yesterday did was tell you when. And yet this schedule release thing gets bigger each year. The NFL, Norm, is the NFL great at branding, or is this country just so fanatical with it that they would have to really screw up not to take advantage of things like the NFL schedule release party? No, you got to be good at
1: branding. You got to be good at Brandon because if you look at some of the other teams, uh, other, I'm I'm sorry, other organizations, I know MLB schedule release is big time, but I can't say NBA and NHL
0: schedule releases as big. (sighs) But is that just a product of? I mean, if it's not, but you play eighty-two games and one hundred and sixty-two games. Yeah, but everybody waits
1: for the schedule release to see who plays on Christmas, who plays. So it's still big, even though it's a bunch of games. But people still look forward to the schedule release. Who plays on New Year's? Who plays right before All Star break? Everybody looks to certain
0: games when the NBA schedule. I guess. I guess you just you look. You don't. You just look at okay, how many national games you got. Yeah, that, But like in the NFL, you're you're looking at that, but you're looking at literally every single week because of I'm sorry, I said 16. You only have 17. you only have 17 games now. Um cold weather games, primetime games, holiday games. God, I was so upset yesterday. Yeah, Why are they playing on Halloween at 3:30? Two, two back-to-back Thursday games. 3:30 on Halloween, that Thursday whatever. I don't you know. Fine.
1: That's fine. They're at home. Well, wait, wait. Why are you upset about a daytime Halloween game? Because- Dude, I
0: got kids. They're going to play at 3.30 on Halloween. Oh, you can't. Well, when do you usually go trick or treat? Dude, not at 8, not at noon. You go I'm- trick-or-treating at like 5 or 6 o'clock. Uh, the game should be over by then. I'm no, trying to see what's the, the problem. No, the game's at 3.30, and it's the national game of the week. It's probably going to end at like 7-something.
1: Then you go trick or treating afterwards. No, that's not how it. No, you don't go okay, trick I don't, or treating. i do not kids. I don't know the trick or you treating. You don't go trick or treating. 7.15, Seven thirty. Me as a kid, trick or treating. I've only been trick or treating at nighttime, okay. Scott. So I'm only assuming it's daylight savings. So I got to be about seven thirty eight o'clock. It's
0: it's it's dark out there. You don't go seven thirty eight o'clock. No way. Okay. Me as a kid growing up
1: in New Orleans, I've only trick or treated in two areas. Either you went to Boo at the Zoo at Audubon Park in New Orleans. Or you trick or are we trick or treated on our one street? You, you you go to the top of the block, the end of the block. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But it happens always at night. Boo at the zoo is at night. Uh, what's Dude, okay, at I night?
2: got
0: news for you, Norm. For a lot of people, five thirty-six. That's at night. That's at <laughs> night. Okay, and that game will be at. It'll be like five thirty when they start the second half in that game.
1: You know what else is going
0: on that it weekend? Is, Scott?
1: It is just. It's home. Is you at homecoming? Oh weekend? yeah,
0: and one of my kids has a birthday that weekend. Which oh, Scotty, I, sleeping. I, I, I am just why are they. I mean, three play at noon on Halloween or play at night. Don't there? They of of every game the Saints have had on their schedule for the last twenty years. That one ticked me off the most. The, the Halloween one. <laughs> oh, it's the Bucks. I don't care who they're playing. It's about the day the, and the time. What a. And don't 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 start with this. oh, you get her with the trick or treat the day before, man.
1: It's, no, no, no. They're going to trick or treat on Halloween because the day before is UL homecoming. So you got to you your kids going to want to go to watch the game and support the no, Cajuns.
0: She's, she's going to be four. She's not going to want to go to the game. She might go to the game. <laughs> she's going to want to party. <laughs> she's going to sure. want to party, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm just saying, like, it's a lot. It's jam packed. I'm look like you said. Look at the schedule. It's uh the Saints play the. The Bills. I mean, yeah, the Bills. LSU on plays at Alabama
0: that weekend too, October thirtieth. A- oh no, 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 no! I have it wrong. No, I have it wrong. They play. They play. Uh, that's a week later. It's a week later. They
1: you do. got. Um, you got the Saints playing the Bills, Buffalo Bills at home on Thanksgiving, doing Bayou Classic weekend. When we just saw COVID, Bayou, there was no Bayou Classic last year. All events in New Orleans have been closed for the past year.
0: New Orleans. Oh. Not to mention. It's going kaboom. <laughs> on Halloween, they're playing that game on coming off of a Monday night game, longest road trip of the season at Seattle. Then, to add to the
1: festivities, you know, Voodoo Fest has gone on that weekend too. Jazz Fest, you mean? Voodoo Fest. Voodoo Fest is after Jazz Fest? Yeah, Jazz Fest is October 8th and 17th now. It's rescheduled dates.
0: Just like, I... I, I... That, to, you know, we can get into the football side of it in a minute. But I had to lead off with that. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> I was, uh, when, that when that first <laughs> leak came out yesterday, like 11, when I saw that, I was just like, you, you, just come on. See, and when it—, when it a Thanksgiving night, fine. That's
1: cool. Nighttime, Thanksgiving, that's great. See, you know, in my world, I was excited because you know what's— Saints win, you know what's going to happen that night. The costume party's going to go crazy, Scott— Let's go. Cool. That's the one Saints when I don't.
0: Want. I won't even. Probably won't even see it.
1: Yeah, because you're gonna be asleep at seven thirty. <laughs> Sleep. I'm gonna be coming
0: in for trick or treating, and the game's gonna be over. I'm gonna Be walking down the street with, with my phone, watching the game. That is exactly what I'm gonna be doing. Nah, this, this the question. That's what I'm gonna be
1: doing. What co- are you gonna wear a Saints themed costume? Nah, probably. You should be the. What's the dog name? Bernard? Gumbo.
0: Oh. Bernard. <laughs> gumbo. You should be gumbo. Or the actual dog that years ago, Fetch Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Back back in the Dickie era, it was like let's this team is so bad. Let's have a dog. Let's teach a dog to fetch a tee off the field. That was and awesome. let me tell you something. It was like <laughs> you look forward to it. That was Saints games in the late nineties of the Dickie era. It's like cool. A dog running on the football field re- retrieving the tee. Might need him back this season. I think he was there. Yeah. <laughs> Might need him back, in the, dude, man. After that bye week stretch, so. You, you have a Monday night game off of a bye. That's dumb. Okay, that's that's not ideal. I a week after a Monday night game. More so to, you go to Seattle, days. and then six days later you host Tampa. Keep going. Keep going.
1: Halloween. Keep going, Scott. Keep going. Give the stretch. Give the people the stretch. They uh, wanted me to turn up. Give them the stretch, Scott. The stretch. What's the next game?
0: Uh, Atlanta at
1: home. That's a that's a tough game. You know that's not a, that's not just a cakewalk. It's the divisional game at home. It's, a, it's hate week that week. It's hate week. All hate right. Week. What's Smack the next up. game? You go to Nashville. That's a tough you get, game. You get that extra road Henry. game
0: this year against Tennessee. Get Got, ten, you got, you got to deal with that big man, Derrick Henry. You go to Philly, uh, the week after. Uh, what's what's worth pointing out here is mid to late November, outdoors. Yeah. Gra- like grass. I mean, cold weather. It's different. Tough one. Now we don't know what the identity of this team's going to look like offensively as much this year, we'll probably have a better idea by week nine or ten. In the past, you think dome team Drew Brees pass around, it was kind of right. like cold weather games. I, Ooh, I you know, it. I'm not sure. So now it's it's you 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 look at it on the schedule, but I don't know how strongly I should feel about it yet. Then you get Buffalo at home, Thanksgiving night. That's the tough. That's the. Whew. You get Dallas a week later.
1: America's team, Scott. December 2nd, on oh, my little brother's birthday. I hate the Spurs' birthday, but it's going to go down.
0: Okay. The Saints will beat the Cowboys like they have the majority no, of no, Norman's life. No, no. The majority that of might Norman's be life.
1: That is factually true. That is factually but true. <laughs> the assumptions I've made from a collection of information,
0: Cowboys are going to win this game. All right. it's, it's May 13th. I'm sure we'll talk about it more. (laughs) It's it's May the 13th. I cannot get as fired up as you are about that right now. You
1: know why I'm a little bit fired
0: up? We have the 31st easiest schedule,
1: hardest schedule ever. 31st (laughs) hardest? (laughs) No, there's a big difference. 31st easiest schedule in the NFL.
0: Based on last year's strength of schedule. Yeah. So (laughs) we, we have no idea what your actual strength of schedule will be. For now, it looks favorable. I won't deny that, but come on. Super Bowl.
1: We don't know. Super, yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl.
0: You see, you toilet bowl. Then the Saint. Bowl. Then the Saints go to the Jets. Then they go to Tampa. So, you get Tampa after uh, on a short week after going to Seattle. Then after, um, then Miami, right? Going to New York. You got Miami at home on Monday night. Mm, that's a hard one. You got Carolina, and then you end it at Atlanta. That's the easy one. <laughs> I feel like that's the easiest game. I ever. mean, who knows what it will look like in Week 18? By the way. Um, you know the schedule. It's just it's. Uh, again, I'm just I'm just upset about the dang Halloween game. I'm just you know, and who knows what's going to happen week one. My guess is you're probably going to have Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Correct. Probably be Rodgers starting. Probably be Jameis Winston starting. Correct. Correct. But you national know, game of the week, three twenty five Fox. You know what's going, you you know know what's going here, on. Here's what time. else is. is what else is that Norman can't even deny. Saints have five primetime games. They do two. National games of the week do. right now, which a lot of those can be flexed. The NFL can now start flexing night games earlier in the season, by the
1: way. Um,
0: so four of the five primetime games are in the second slate of the season. You can't move them. Mo- can't they move? I don't think they can move Monday night games yet. They can't do it till the next Sunday. Year, which on. is still crazy to me that you're moving a Monday night game with scheduling and tickets and all that stuff. I think that's... I think it's well, you I can't got, believe they're doing it. But but I'm getting off my point. My point is right now, the NFL still believes the Saints are very much a national draw, and the T V ratings for national and televised Saints games have been very strong. And I guess even without Drew Brees, as of now, that could change a year from now. Well as of now,
1: they still think they're a good draw. Well, you know why? Because this offseason the Saints signed a hundred and forty million dollar quarterback. And I think that was one of the biggest uh new
0: money. Uh, Is it or is it
1: not a hundred and forty million dollar contract? Don't
0: don't, you're not. This is not. Don't be a troll. Am I trolling? You think you are. You yes. You think that because the Saints. Yes, you are one (laughs) hundred percent. It's a hundred and forty. They sign It's it's voidable money. It's it's monopoly money. It's a 140, $140 million that's the, contract. It doesn't matter how much you yell it. It doesn't change the fact that it's not a story. Despite what you or Warren Sharp wants to point out, it's not why they're on national TV five times, and that's just dumb. That's just dumb.
1: I may I got to collect some more information. It's
0: Go ahead. I got to collect some more information. Go accumulate assumptions. Do whatever you want. It's got nothing to do with it. You know what? It's got nothing to do with it. I, I, it's not even a story, dude. At first, Scott. Taysom Hill is in the last year of his
1: contract. The last year of a $140 million no, deal?
0: No. no. He's in the last year of his regular contract, <laughs> and the rest of it is voidable monopoly money.
1: Now, the reason why I feel like it's a story, because I haven't read any any clickbait, I haven't read any articles, any because there haven't. No, because you, you, all, because nobody finish. cares.
0: What am I? What am I? What I haven't read about? You haven't you need, read you about articles about Taysom Hill's contract?
1: No, I wasn't going to say that. All right. All I haven't right. read any articles about Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback of the Saints. And I, you know, that just begs me the question. It's just like like on
0: CBS Sports yesterday. Who's going to start, Winston or Hill? It'll be Winston. I don't, I don't know.
1: I just, I, they had a lot of guys. They had a lot of respectable journalists that was just so high on Taysom Hill last year being a franchise quarterback and all this hoopla. It just all disappeared. Said just,
0: that, oh. Name one guy that said he will be a franchise quarterback. He could be. Name one guy that said he will be a franchise quarterback. As you oh, just uh, oh no.
1: Yeah. I mean, I say that a lot of guys that say that he he, he will be, he could be. Who? They did just Who wouldn't... said who
0: said he will be? Receipts, Norm, you ain't got them. No, I I could get the receipts for you. Okay. You see where it says he will be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, they got a lot of people just a lot of respectable people's Normal. A lot quarter.
1: of respectable people just throwing out the uh, word
0: franchise quarterback. I, just, I hate it. And it's like throwing words out there throwing words without out there, backing it up. I'm looking like, at a know, guy need, doing it
1: right now. I need to see and that's right what I was to. I need to see more film of Taysom Hill before See if he I could actually a,
0: start. Yes,
1: and now that this, it now that fair, more film has been fair, accumulated, I haven't heard any answers to my initial question. Now that the film has been accumulated, so I, I just got to harp. I got to poke at that, and make sure I get a little, little juice come out of that.
0: A troll juice, just bottle it up, sell it, Norm.
1: Space
0: Some Jam people juice. drink it. Some people drink it. <laughs> 140 I ain't doing dollars. it.
1: Hundred forty million dollar man.
0: He wishes love how BYU puts that out there. Like, congrats! Dude, they might as well sign me to 140. I'll give it to you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Not a dime back. <laughs> Jim Calhoun. What if it, What if they added in like an injury insurance wrinkle? What if like at the bottom of it, his agent's like, let's put some injury insurance just in case, just in case. his season ends. It's not portable. Then cat against the cap, but y'all, oh, you got to pay him all this money. Yeah, that didn't happen either, by the way. espn 1420 com. We're back right after this. All right, welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Norm and I are hanging out with you a little longer this morning, uh, 9.45, pregame for Rage of Cajun softball. So I'm going to do something that I know Norm is going to enjoy. I'm going to acknowledge that I was wrong about something, something that he, you know, could he could learn some humility here and there, something what more I lax. And not only was I wrong about something, I was wrong about something regarding the Saints that ended up being about the Cowboys, which okay. I know just you know, gets him yeah, he's over there raising his eyebrows. <laughs> he's at the club or something. It won't look like that again. That's weird. <laughs> Dude, I thought I thought for sure that the Thursday night opener for the NFL season would be Bucks hosting Saints. I thought I was and I thought that for a while. I'm like, look, you got the defending Super Bowl champs are going to host the first game. It's a divisional foe. The next quarterback of the Saints is going to be the guy that was the quarterback in Tampa that was replaced by Tom Brady, who will soon break some of the records that currently are held atop the passing list by the guy that just retired, the future first ballot Hall of Famer, and just retired from the Saints, whose career ended in January against so all of these, all of these reasons, I was like, that's gonna be the opener. But it wasn't. I was wrong. It's the Dallas Cowboys. At the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, America's team to kick off the season. America's. When was the, when was the last time Dallas was in the first game of the, the the year? Was it when they lost on that Wednesday night to the Giants?
1: Uh, I want to say it was. I just, I just was the Bucks. I don't. I don't remember. There I was a the year Bucs they had to play. The
0: they had. I think twenty twelve. They had to play the first game of the season, but because of, um, because of something presidential, they had to play on a Wednesday, which was weird that the NFL opened on a Wednesday night. And uh, actually, I think the cowboys Actually, I take that back. I think the Cowboys won that game. Um, I don't know. I know the
1: Bucks. When I went back and look at the Bucks, the Bucks was the year following when they won the Super Bowl.
0: That's so. so yeah. So it's been a long time. It's been a them. long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Cowboys did it. Now maybe they've done it since then, but I, I feel like it was it was the 2012 season, and um, they went to New York on a Wednesday night and they won. Romo threw a couple, two touchdowns to um receiver that was with you guys for a long time, but none of y'all liked. Miles Austin? No, no. Patrick. Uh, oh, Patrick Creighton. I think oh, it was. I like Patrick, Patrick Creighton. I might, nah, I don't Got know. Miles
1: Austin, Patrick Creighton, Roy yeah. Williams. Now I'm going to have to
0: go back and look.
1: Got um, Ashley. No, who's the other guy? Patrick Creighton, Sam Hurd. <laughs> oh, no, not Sam Hurd.
0: Uh, Romo threw three touchdowns. They went twenty-four to seventeen. Okay, I, I, I got the touchdowns wrong. So you had Kevin Ogletree, you had Miles Austin, yeah Miles, and you had a bunch of field goals. And gotcha Patrick Creighton had a
1: solid career. Glad you brought his name up. Shout out to
0: Patrick Creighton. Man, it's not it's not great. And there was a receiver that was with the. Cowboys for like a long time and anytime you bring them up to a Cowboys fan they get all they get all mad but who uh, Roy Williams that's the one that I'm I'm upset about that ever put on a jersey we gave up a first round pick for him huh
1: oh, oh don't tell me about it
0: don't tell me about it ESPN 1420 and 269 1077 269 1077 Anybody wants to uh, jump in on the show, Scott Prather, Norman Locke, Ragey Cajun Softball coming your way. Statistics for you,
1: too, when we come back from break. We don't have to go for break. Statistics about what? Okay. Uh, Taysom Hill versus when we were talking off air, who was a better football player? That's the word. That's the word, football player. Terrell Pryor or Taysom Hill? And I got the stats. A better football? Is Pryor still in the league? Pryor is... Not in I mean, the league. He, As had, of he, had, he had one good season, didn't he? Where he's put up some good numbers. Yeah, he had two good seasons. Technically, <laughs> technically, he had an okay season. That quarterback only starting uh, nine games, but in those nine games, he threw for two thousand yards. He passed for seven touchdowns, rushed for two. Had he 11, eleven interceptions?
0: i I'll, 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 I'll also just give him a break. I mean, there was a, a long stretch where if you were the quarterback of the Raiders, it didn't matter. Who you were. Like Carson Palmer went there, was horrendous, and then went to Arizona and was like almost in, like he got him to the NFC title game. Randy Moss had the worst career of his life. There was a there was a stretch there where it was like, I if you played for the Raiders, if you were good, I'll give you credit. If you struggled, I won't even I won't even hold it against you. And then he changes position, takes a
1: year off, changed played quarterback all his life, changes position, and then has a thousand yard receiving uh year with seventy seven catches. You know Taysom Hill ain't come close
0: to being
1: that successful oh, well, he as He might not other be prison. as
0: good a wide receiver, no. Well, you say football. Yeah. Football players. Uh, Try all the positions. I mean, I'm, I, I just gave you. Is Terrell, Terrell Plyer playing, you know. Play, running back, tie it in. Is play kick returner. Is, is he is he going? Is he a gunner on punts? He play. Your your obsession with Taysom Hill.
1: Uh, we was talking off
0: you, air. You you, you just don't want to admit that he is a good football player. Man. I didn't
1: say that. Were you we, admit it? Well, is we were talking about off air, Scott. Why don't you to give people a little bit of back
0: background information? I thought that he was not a good starting quarterback. No, who you didn't say that Taysom off Hill? Air? Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. Okay. I did. There's no question. Okay. Thought he was not a good starting quarterback. But I thought in his four starts he was slightly better at quarterback than one Tim Tebow. Okay. That's what we talked about. That's what we talked about. And I, and Pro, by the way, pro. pro not Tim not Tebow. college. Tim Tebow's one of the greatest college quarterbacks, players, everything of all time. And that's what we
1: disagreed, none. and it, it went down the rabbit hole of Terrell Pryor it, because I feel like Tim Tebow, quarterback in his season as a, the quarterback for the Broncos, in his seven-game stretch that led them to the playoffs – he looked that bad. I
0: think Taysom might have been able to lead the Saints to the playoffs last year, and I wouldn't have said he looked good. It's true, too. Two things could be true. He won some games. 269 <laughs> uh, 1077. Let's head back to the phone lines. Welcome into the show. Good morning. Hi. Um,
2: uh, since he mentioned Tebow, man, I, I, I think we're blowing this whole thing out of uh, proportion. I don't like it, though. Um, but some people going on tangent talking about he's taking, he's taking someone's spot. No, I heard you say it's privilege. I don't, It's not even that deep. Y'all, y'all look at y'all making this more deeper than what it is. Well, I'm not looking at this as privilege. Or wait, hold on, I'm not looking at this. I look at it for a simple fact. This man isn't. This, isn't he from Jacksonville? He,
0: he lives is. in Jacksonville. In it's his former head coach. He was born in Jacksonville too. Uh, I think he was born in the Philippines, but oh, he, well, grew he grew up there. He's a, he's a Jacksonville native. Yes. Um, it's his former coach. I mean, that's 90, 90 players on the team. He's not going to make the team. It's not, it's, it's, the reason, it's, not I, I'm big
2: looking deal. at it as, you know, it's a way to, like y'all said, Norm earlier, we we talked about this selling jerseys, uh, prodigal son type thing, you know, you know, let's end it where I started, that type of thing. He's not going to, he's not, you know, we can start, like you said. But, I, probably more fans will come out to uh, the preseason games. He might start at quarterback, whatever. And he, and he might—he's not gonna make it, you know. I, I hear the guy who's subbing for uh, um Fort Scott show—the guy that they got subbing for someone right now. Oh my God, I cannot stand this dude's voice. On principle, I would knock him out if I saw him somewhere. <laughs> feel like his voice. but but the way he was going on about it, felt like people taking a spot from a 21 year old. No, he—he like,
1: he literally is though. I mean, like I said, in the not. if you was listening to what I was saying, so. Uh Shannon Sharp was yes, a
2: was
1: Yeah, Shannon Sharp was a late uh seven round pick, if I'm not mistaken, or six round pick. Came out of a uh, HBCU, and nobody would have thought he would have made the roster. He had to Shannon
2: Sharp had a brother already in the league. You don't think that had something
1: to do with it? Uh he would have got he would have got drafted over seven rounds if, if talent or if it's just leaning on his brother. He would have got, draft. got, got drafted. They got a bunch of brothers. They got. They like,
2: hey, oh, got. Oh, Justin Jefferson's to them
1: brother hard. is Jordan Jefferson. That didn't get Jordan Jefferson in league. Oh man, his talent, of
2: course. What I'm saying is, Sterling Sharp was a first round pick. You don't think they already uh, kept tabs on his brother? Like his
0: brother was a uh, uh, no. His, his, brother, po- his point is he, the, the the caller's point is. Without Sterling Sharp, maybe he's undrafted and not a seventh round pick. Like it, it gave and it gave more of a spotlight to him because he was the brother of one of the best. Sterling Sharp hadn't gotten hurt; he would have been in the Hall of Fame. No, correct. But also,
1: if you're going to say that uh, and uh, assume that that's why Sh- uh, Sharp got drafted, then even if that's the case, Tim Tebow just took his spot.
2: <laughs> all right. All right. Tell me, uh, name me, a tight end in the league
1: right now, who was drafted late? There's a, there, late. Like, there's a bunch of late. There's a bunch of most no, of the no, tight ends. No, name me one.
2: Name me a name me a top tight end mm-hmm. who was drafted late, like Shannon Sharp. Okay. In today's okay. game. Okay. That, that, that's doing that. All right. I give mean, me some I time. To, give me
1: some time to research. I've, I'm, you know, uh, they already it, have. I, got have I mean, they I they already have five
0: tight ends on their roster. Urban Meyer is helping his guy out. Jacksonville owner gets more headlines. There's this excitement around town. He won't make the team. He'll get to say goodbye. They'll bring someone else in camp when he says he can't play football. That's that's all it is. And, and, and Tebow, Tebow loves attention too. I mean, I, he's a great guy. He loves attention. I think he's enjoying this. Um, but I, I'm kind of with the caller here on this one. I think I think a lot of this is overblown. But I think his name is easy headlines. You throw it out there, people start talking.
2: Yeah, I heard Shannon Sharp said. You know, yeah, I heard he, he brought up his uh, background, his religion, you know, whatever, and that and that's some good points. But y'all, no, I, I think what's what's going on. I think what it what's this is really about? And I think it's time for people to just. really felt that it was always time to move on. This is all about Colin Kaepernick. This is all about you know, Tebow, Oh, Tebow's getting a chance. What Kaepernick? You know, and I and of course I say Kaepernick way better than Tebow, of course. But that's not that's not the point. You know. And uh, that's all I have to say. That's why I think I think this is I think people are hurt because Tibo was given a chance, you know, and then they talk about privilege. Man, we live in a capitalist society, man. That's said, like, on oh, either side, he can hire who he wants to. This is a we, we, I can't sit up there and knock this man, you know, over something like because I don't care. Because, like you said, Tibo's not even going to make the uh, roster. The fifty-three or fifty-four, whatever, how many men is on the uh, roster? Have a nice see- uh, afternoon. Thank you.
1: Appreciate the call. Uh, As I'm looking up right now, I'm looking up the last couple uh, late round prospects uh, for tight ends. But the last, the best tight end right now in the last five years was Tyler Eifer, who went undrafted. I mean, injuries, we've seen injuries uh, take up his career, but went undrafted. You see Jordan Reed.
0: I mean, it doesn't even have to be about tight end, though. Like, they already have five on the roster. It can be well, he's, any position. Even though he's playing tight end, if you want to make the argument well, he's taking up someone else's spot, you can literally use any position. You yeah. don't have to limit well, yourself well, correct, to tight end.
1: Correct, 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 correct. He's taking somebody who I feel like... it was. It's the buddy system. Again, I don't play into all the other stuff. I just feel it's like it was the buddy. Who,
0: it's about who you know, man. Who you know. Yeah, and he, that's he the case the, across the board, across the league. It also is... You've got three statues outside Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Florida. Steve Spurrier, Danny Werfel, Tim Tebow. All quarterbacks, all Heisman Trophy winners, all legends of the Gators. Werfel was not a good quarterback. Dick had drafted him. He was awful. Great guy. Um <laughs> was. He's great. He's still a great guy. Does a lot of great work. Steve, <laughs> Steve, eh, I wouldn't say that. He was somewhat dull, but a great guy. He was somewhat dull. Um Tebow's got a got a Got a charismatic personality. Werfel, yeah. Spurrier, t- t- television gold. Yes, entertainment. He goes gets the job in Washington, and signs Spurrier, signs Werfel immediately because he's like, oh, this is gonna my work. Guy. It's my guy. It's gonna work. The difference is, Spurrier actually thought it was gonna work. It didn't. It it was it was awful. Didn't work at all. Spur- Werfel still wasn't good. Spurrier shouldn't have left. You know, for the pros. Of course, he said, look, back then, you couldn't make the money as a college head coach that you can now. So Dan Snyder opened up the pocketbook again. it's why I love Sperger. He's so open about it, but um, that's not what's happening here. Like it is somewhat about like, if urban Meyer is not the head coach, he's not like Jacksonville isn't, isn't signing Tebow to, you know, a training camp spot. That's not going to, he's not going to be able to hold down. This is more of a, who, you know, favor to a guy owner, sell it on ownership. Fans will get excited. They'll come out. There'll be more headlines. I think it's, it's he gets to say uh, he'll he'll probably get an an actual I'm retiring something he never actually got to do in football. I have this send off. I think he likes attention. I think all of those things come into this, but that's not really the the big topic that's discussed nationally. It, it goes back to Kaepernick, like the caller said, and a lot of other things. And
1: I and I know, I man. don't even t- take it that far, back. I take it to like you said, it's the buddy system. It's Urban Meyer. You but again, your buddy, and that's what my problem with NFL is. The buddy system is taking jobs and opportunities from people that deserve them, that work for them. And then two, the other caveat is people keep saying, oh, you know, Tim T-Boys, good, good locker room, good locker room, good locker room guy. How are you going to tell veterans or fringe players who worked hard to get to their spot, that, oh, yeah, he tried out yeah, no, and ain't played silly. in nine years. No, that's and, and, oh, oh, yeah, tell a veteran who's been on the team for the Jacksonville. I know they probably got one guy who's been in the last five years or something like that. You tell that guy or tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, you could just come and get signed and make the same amount of money as me, and you ain't played in
0: nine years. I, I, that's anyone saying that it's silly. It's silly. So it it was, it was, it was, no, it was purely PR, buddy, buddy movie. It it was, it was, it was, that's a fair point you could have made 12, you know, 11 years ago, but now it doesn't matter. He's, you know, it's, he's too, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not a big story, but it's Tebow, so it'll always be a big story, no matter what he does. All right. 10 minutes after the hour, we got Cajun softball coming up later this hour. We got Bobby Neva on the line, color analyst for Raging Cajun Softball. They are in Troy, Alabama, um, and they are getting ready to take on South Alabama. Let's talk to Bobby now. Good morning, Bobby. How you feeling? And he's gone. All right. Can we get some crackling? I mean, what, (laughs) what happened? What happened? On that note, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Other things stand out from the schedule, not Saints or Cowboys related because I don't want to just do that at nauseam. Best primetime game not involving your team that you're most anxious for, most looking forward to. Think think has the most storylines and the one that's most overblown. It's all coming your way next, DSP ESPN1420.com. back into the, we're still calling to the Great Scatchew, extended edition this morning. Rage Cajun softball coming up 9.45 pregame with a 10 o'clock first pitch. Cajuns taking on South Alabama here to chat with us just for a few minutes. He is on the line this time. He does hear us. It's Mr. Bobby Neva. Good morning, Bobby. How are you? Good morning, man. It's cold out here. Cold? What's, what's the temperature? Cold for, for Steve and you or like legit cold?
4: It's cold. It's fifty-four degrees, overcast with a light wind blowing right in my face, and I'm freezing.
0: All right, freezing man. What? what tell us what that means in softball terms. How does? What, what kind of impact, if a, if any, does that have on a game today?
4: Probably none. Probably no impact on the girls.
0: Just but, hearing you. you know. Just be hearing you and Steve complain on the broadcast. Pretty much it.
4: Steve's not, Steve's not complaining. I'm the one complaining. Oh, morning. no,
0: I, no, Bobby. I but you know that cold. he – come on. If it's cold, you're telling me Steve's not going to complain? I mean, you're a good guy, Bobby, but you're not a liar. Let's, let's – the man, the man says the, that you are calling I, no. the games from the North Pole right now. Let's be real.
4: What I'm saying is he hasn't complained yet. Oh, okay. Once we get on the
0: air? You know, they made things. Call. Cat is <laughs> cold. Ellison, first pitch. Um, Cajuns yeah. got the win yesterday. Kander Lamb – Started out a lot of pitches early, but once she settled in, uh, seemed to perform nicely. Bobby, overall, your thoughts on yesterday's game?
4: Oh, yesterday's game, cage just played extremely well. You know, uh, yesterday's win, you know, in my opinion, was solid, solid all the way around. Pitching, defense, the hitters came around. You know, we scored seven runs, and uh, Kendra, Kendra Lamb looked good. You know, she uh, she was able to uh, to mix in a couple of other pitches. She had her uh, her change up working and you know through the school ball the huge curve balls and kept the um, the uh, ULM hitters off balance and just did a really really good job
0: uh so south alabama today you want to stay in the in the winners bracket obviously just keep winning you want to go 4 and 0 get out of there get ready um, what does south alabama bring to the table you know i remember the games earlier this year here in lafayette um pair of one nothing wins and then a sunday win i think that was 6 nothing but you know, not a lot of runs from South Al, well, no runs, actually, but two hard-fought contests and two games in that series. What, what do you anticipate here today? What's the key?
4: Well, what South Alabama brings to the table is Olivia Lackey. You know, she's a good-looking freshman pitcher and uh, throws, you know, 67 to 70 miles an hour rise ball. And, uh, you know, it's just a really difficult pitch to catch up to. And when when she's got it going on, she's really good. She was really good yesterday. We watched her pitch against App State, you know, and they, they won that game 11 nothing in five innings. But she really looked good. I think she pitched a one-hitter, you know, and um, uh, paid really close attention the first couple of innings I was watching the game, and she struck out five of the first six hitters she uh, faced. And uh, Lackey looked good yesterday. So we'll see what she brings to the table today. Uh, let's see. I've just got the starting lineups, and she is starting uh, for South Alabama. So – that's what they bring to the table, you know. Uh, in that three-game series in Lafayette, they had trouble scoring runs. Cajuns shut them out all three games, and hopefully that'll be the case again today.
0: Good stuff, Bobby. Appreciate the time, man. All the best, and uh, we'll hear you and Steve on the air in about twenty-five minutes. Okay, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. That is Bobby Neva, Cajun softball coming up. And uh, if they win today, they will uh, play again tomorrow at ten a.m. So keep winning, and if they win tomorrow, then they would play at two thirty. In the Sunbelt Conference Championship game. ESPN 1420N.com, Scott Prather, Norman Locke, NFL schedule release yesterday. A non Dallas or New Orleans game on the schedule that you are you have circled. You're like looking forward to this. I know it's only May. I'm gonna make sure I'm somewhere so I get to watch it. Week one.
1: Jets versus panthers like, <laughs> like the NFL came out the gate like we go we gonna bring it to you we are gonna bring it to the front door it's like okay we, so, you, so week one you're in you're you're excited about two bad teams a the storyline what well, 0 zero zero so I can't say it's two bad teams
0: you, are either of those in do you believe either of those teams will have a winning record next year possibly could be could maybe no, no, assumptions do you, it's, it's, do you believe it either of those teams winning? I don't nine know, games. Scott.
1: I can't. I can't. I can't predict in the future. It's only May. It's only May. It's. I, I don't. I don't, I, I want to give any false my pretenses point that, out that I'm the trying people.
0: to make here, uh, Mr. Troll. Is that it's not so much the fact that it's big teams, it's the drama and the storylines that have you excited.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know what teams are going to be big teams. I got my Cowboys winning Super Bowl.
0: Oh, uh, on well, how, how four, can you predict that? And that's it's what I'm May. saying. You
1: told me that early, in the was. So Dude, I'm not even.
0: Too- I'm not even ribbing you. My point is the drama of the game is what's appealing to you, not the, not the matchup. It
1: might be a good matchup. Christian McCaffrey's coming back. You know Sam Donald's just got his, his contract extended. You don't
0: care about that. <laughs> You don't care about that. You just like the storyline.
1: But, I mean, but, Scott, if you're going to say that, you think I truly care about Green Bay versus New Orleans, I can say and Orleans are going to be a good team and so, Green Bay is going to destroy first
0: you. First of all, you absolutely you care about it. You you Half of your content is – Centered around the Saints, so yes, you you do care about it. Don't act like I, you don't. This I did preface to say I could. <laughs> what did what did Lynn call you? Semantics, man.
1: Semantics, man. But I, I do I character. do like the story of the Jets versus the Panthers just because it's as you can see it's it's a lot of a lot of smoke. It's a lot of bad blood for Sam Donna with the Jets organization, and the Panthers have gone all in. They believe all in in them. There's Teddy. Sending his smoke to the Panthers, so I know he's going to be watching, hoping that they lose. It's a lot. It's drama filled. I'm, I'm looking forward to that Week One because a lot of people are also on the flip side saying that the Jets made a bad move at the with drafting uh, the quarterback of the future. But Zach I just, Wilson. Zach Wilson. You know what worries me
0: about Zach Wilson.
1: He's like he's little. I was about to say I didn't know he was only six feet he's tall. Little. It's not like it's it's not even the height. It's like he's just. You call him Tinder? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're trying to call him Tinder. No, you, you're not trying to call him small. He's not small. He's, he's not. But he's his build. He's you not, not. Call him Tinder.
0: I don't. I, that guy. He had injury issues at BYU. He ain't built like another former BYU quarterback. Yeah, but he's, he's not, also no. not like Drew Brees. Was sh- Steve Drew, Young. Drew Brees was short. He's not built like <laughs> yeah. Steve Young. Not built like Danny Ainge. <laughs> not built like Taysom Hill. Um, not built like Ty Detmer, who was kind of thin but but very tall. Um, no, I, I, I just, I worry about Wilson. That's my thing. Like his pro day highlights. Those were cool. Pro day highlights. whoop dude. doo Jamarcus Russell had the greatest pro day ever. Yes. It didn't work out in the league for him. Wilson throwing across his body, 60 yards. Oh, cool. I'm just like, that, that, you couldn't make that against if you, Coastal Carolina. If you, if you <laughs> like, if that guy gets laid out and he's that kind of quarterback, like he's not, he's not like, I'm going to, I'm going to go through my reads. I'm gonna make a throw here. It's oh that guy's not open. Let me get on my feet. Let me let me. That can work a little bit, but you better be able to take some hits. And I look at that body. I'm. I don't. I don't. I'll go ahead and say it right now. I don't think he makes it through the season healthy. If he's starting week one for the Jets, he will not play in he all seventeen all seventeen games. He will not. Now
1: uh, compare his body build to Joe Burrow. Now Joe Burrow's taller, but Joe Burrow Joe Burrow,
0: Joe Burrow's got more. Yeah, he's he's bigger. Bigger? He's big, yeah, he's he's bigger and stronger.
1: Okay. I, I say taller. I wouldn't say he's like bigger. I think so. Well, he's bigger. Don't you look up Joe Burrow's dimensions. Isn't he like 6'3? That's why I say he's taller.
0: But I don't that think makes a big he's, difference. It does make he's six, a difference. Big... Uh, Joe Burrow is 6'4. Okay. Um, 221 pounds. All right. And he just looks like, I, I'm not saying he looks like he's like built like, you know, an Adonis. I mean, you see Zach Wilson, they list him at 6'1, 210. Do you so that's really six feet 190. And if you want to do the same thing to Burrow, okay, I guess. But Burrow, Burrow actually looks that size. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm totally off, Norm. Maybe I'm totally off. I, I worry Drew about it. Breeze had that old man weight. He did,
1: he,
0: you know what I'm saying? If you it, did, did Breeze roll out of the pocket constantly and oh, get hit a lot? No,
1: no it, he was it, the San master. San
0: Diego, Drew
1: Breeze. He did. Have, he did move a little bit. Not too much. Not too much. But he did. But I don't. He did when he
0: had to recover he when a he fumble, and that <laughs> changed everything. <laughs> but no, he didn't. He didn't run. He like, didn't. No. He he ran a little bit at Purdue, but like I That's feel like I say, almost he, like college at some point runs. Well, I say just,
1: early Drew Brees San Diego tender that a lot of people just forget about It never happened.
0: He was like a. But he was a. He was a traditional pocket passer out the gate. He wasn't Doug Flutie, who was starting in front of him year one. By the way. Um, Man, everybody just—that's the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages,
1: everybody just literally forgets all that film when he was playing is like he was
0: a Pro Bowler in San Diego. They went twelve and four. He like he was he was really good in his third year there. What happened the fourth and fifth year? Fourth year he was good. He got hurt and then off to New Orleans. The rest is history. Game I am looking forward to, not involving the Saints, is, is is Bills at Chiefs, Week Five, Sunday Night Football. Buffalo. Was it sizzle or was it steak? I think it's steak. I think it's steak. I think it's steak. <laughs> but that AFC title game, boy, it was like there was a lot of folks saying, look out, if anyone's gonna be Kansas City, look Buffalo. what Buffalo's doing. And Kansas Kansas City put them on there. Put them on their rear end. And I think the it's I wish it was in Buffalo. I think a Sunday night game of that magnitude in Buffalo would be cool. It's in Kansas City. But you got KC, they're reshuffling the O-line. They feel like in the AFC, we're still the big dog on the block. And you got Buffalo, who feels like they've got an MVP candidate, a quarterback, they've got the right pieces. That's one Sunday night football I'm going to be into. I'm like, you know what? This is this is America's Sunday game of the week, whatever they call Sunday night football.
4: Waiting on day for Sunday <laughs> night.
0: That's, uh, that's the one on the schedule. And it's early enough in the season, Norm, that it's like, even if one of those teams struggles a little bit this year, by week five, you're still going to think they're really good. So well, the hype should still be there. Well, the first five weeks in the NFL, you know it's fool's goal.
1: You know it's fool's gold, Scott. First five weeks, always fool's goal. We we were sitting there calling the Bears like the Bears not, Bears not good last season. He's like, oh, the Bears 5-0. Oh. Nah, we don't believe it. We don't believe it. Oh, the Bears 6 and, We don't believe it. We don't believe it. The Steelers. Oh, the Steelers are 10 and, We don't believe it. I thought the
0: Steelers were good. I thought they were good.
1: I mean they were a playoff it team. It was a playoff team. They were better than the Bears. It was better than the Bears. It was better than it Bears. Better than Bears. But, but, but the first five weeks full goal. Now, the another team, I mean, another matchup other than the the first week Palooza that's going on. Obviously, Scott, Scott, what would you do with fourteen hundred dollars right now?
0: Put in the a bank. A stimmy. Put it in the get bank. Get a
1: stimmy. Put it in the bank. Okay. Well, right now to get a nosebleed ticket. To so the Patriots versus Bucks game, it's fourteen hundred dollars. It costs you a stimmy to get one seat. That's one seat.
0: No way. I mean, Where's that game? It's it's in, uh, in it's in New, it's in New
1: England. Yeah, it's no. in New England in that Boston. Game,
0: I feel like the game's just gonna be a lot of buildup, and it's not even gonna be good. It's gonna be
1: it's gonna be twenty one to thirteen. <laughs> That's gonna be the end
0: score. Twenty one. 13 just I get it. Look, it 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 belongs on Sunday Night Football. I all that. I just don't think it's gonna be. Good.
1: Fourteen hundred dollars, Scott, for one ticket Never. to see Tom Brady on his return. And this this is monumental because there's only, I want to say, three quarterbacks that have beaten all thirty-two NFL franchises. Brett Favre, Tom Brady. I mean it's Brett Favre, Drew Brees, Pay Manny. Tom Brady could be the fourth going into the Boston game. Yeah. It's a I'm lot. Not, I'm not excited about it. I'm not <laughs> excited about it. I'm not excited about it. I'm just like, okay. $1,400 seats. Now, if if any city of residents can afford it, I'll probably say it'd be like Rams. I got
0: friends that that live in that area. They
1: are not. They can't afford that. They're no. They're not big time Patriots like fanatics
0: where they're like, you know what? I have some some family in Boston that, might be able to afford it, but would not just because it's like they're no. See, Football if you say Sunday it might, night.
1: then in a the tax
0: bracket, they're then not. I'm putting them, they could, but they're, if not. they're smart enough. They're not. Not. Oh, yeah, they're not going. <laughs> no, my uncle's does he's a famous voiceover actor, so he's, he's done all right for himself. Um, my cousin, she's been acting there, and yeah, my friends in the area, a couple of friends that live up there, one of them. Is a big Patriots fan. He ain't he ain't forking that. He ain't no Fourteen way. that's for one. He used to have a podcast. That's not like,
1: even a hot dog with it. Like that's one. Fourteen hundred dollars?
0: For what? Scott, you can't go by yourself. That sucks to go by yourself. Let's keep an eye on those. But what's funny is when you look at so if you look at Ticketmaster now, let's look at let's look at week what is this? Week five? Week four? What? Week four of the NFL season. If you go, if you pull up the schedule, it's you can see tickets as low as yes. Okay, so your cheapest ticket is Carolina at Dallas. So you can go see the Cowboys for really cheap. Cheap franchise, no big surprise there. You got you got, you got standing room tickets, thirty three bucks. Oh, that's
1: the stand. That's the that's why okay. it's the standing room Whatever, ticket. Thirty three dollars. You don't even get a. This seat. is what Norm would say. Thirty three dollars,
0: Scott. That's what you would do. No, no, Scott. That's a great value. <laughs> no. I don't Thirty-three dollars. Thirty-three dollars. Uh, you got some as low as fifty-seven, like the Jets hosting uh, Atlanta, fifty-two. Oh, no, that's too Atlanta much. Atlanta hosting Washington, Buffalo hosting Houston, forty-three. No, I can give a forty-three bucks. The most expensive one that's not Tampa, New England, is two hundred and seventy-one dollars, and that is Green Bay hosting Pittsburgh. A historic. That's franchises, amazing. a lot of Super Bowls between them, Lambeau Field. Cheapest ticket right now for Pat's Bucks, $1,177. Yes, I mean, it's almost 1000 dollars more than the next highest ticket to an NFL game that week.
1: Now the, and Scott, that was that's the resale price. I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out. So listeners, the tickets dropped at 6 45 Central Time last night on Ticketmaster. 15 minutes before the supposed NFL uh, uh, schedule release. So that's already a conspiracy. you follow my conspiracy theorists out there. I'm sitting there waiting. I watched the countdown. Ticketmaster had a whole fancy countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. And I sat there for, for 30 minutes. No tickets were available but resale tickets. I tried to get the Saints Cowboys ticket. None were available for cheaper than four hundred dollars.
0: Okay. That's and that's at the top. Why can the Tom Benson? You just wait, man. It's it's a gamble. What if Brady gets hurt? Like in the preseason. Oh, it's tickets diving. Like tickets diving. What if you spend all that money and then you gotta
1: be the first person to resell it. That's, that's, that's the r the to Cowboys.
0: Life. Now it'll probably it's it seems like every time they play in New Orleans the tickets are way up. It's there. Well no, it's already sold out. Yeah. But but um I don't know. Like what if both teams are just bad. It's still it's still gonna it's still gonna sell out. Oh, of course it'll sell out. Well, but I'm, I'm sorry, telling you the price be... of the ticket. Like the gamble is I, I would I would always wait and then if it's too much, just don't go. But yeah, like no, th- it's always for me, it's always a, wait it out and see. And maybe maybe they go up, but if if it's still big, you wait till an hour or so before. I, I watched a guy walk up to a to the a, a, a ticket booth at the Super Bowl literally says the guy need tickets?'m not making this up. now this was in Miami. this was Saints Colt's. Obviously there are no tickets available to the freaking <laughs> Super Bowl, but they had all these like kiosks set up around the city where you'd go usually some like little building in like a, a strip mall. oh uh, here's your ticket you bought online, here is your parking pass da da, da, da. and they had a ticket booth outside of the premises. And that was a place where some people went to pick up their tickets. Most people, it was where they were not picking them up there. Ulsters he's like, "Hey, you got any tickets? Like, no, <laughs> but come back after kickoff. How often? Right after kickoff, you probably can get a ticket for seven hundred bucks, eight hundred bucks." It's like, okay, and but it's that risk, like you say. I, I bet, but I, bet, I bet he did because the Super Bowl full of. Now I'm not, I'm not telling anyone to do this. Don't try to do this, and if it backfires, blame me. But okay. for a Super Bowl, you got all these tickets, corporations, companies, and some of them have a disclaimer, you know, if it goes unsold or if you don't if you don't claim it right, once kickoff starts, something resets. So that dude probably just missed first couple minutes of the game and just walked up the day of the Super Bowl. I could be wrong. I wasn't hanging out by the ticket booth before the game. Maybe every single person used their ticket, but if only a few didn't, And they never claimed them, and it was probably purchased by a company, right, for a whole group of people and tried to sell in the secondary market, and they couldn't sell it for five grand, so it went down. Guy probably just walked in like this.
1: Scott, your situation? I would attempt walking in with a ladder, like I'm about to fix something before (laughs) I go. And sit up there and make my way to a big game and try to get some scalp tickets. Cause the story you said, I ain't got friends that bought bought $125 tickets outside the
0: Saints game don't and buy them from a person. And it don't scan. Don't buy them from a person on the street, guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it doesn't scan. So I
1: will for sure I've watched I've watched a lot of YouTube. If I can get a ladder and a construction vest. I could probably get into any game. I've I've worked a lot of production Good games, luck. Luck. Scott, and I've been in a lot of areas where I shouldn't have been, and nobody's ever checked my credential it's in my, crazy. in Miami. I went to the Big Three game, the Big Three game where uh, Nate Robinson hit the game winner in in and fell into Big Baby Davis's arms. I was there live, and I'm walking around. We're supposed to be in this area where everybody's supposed to be, and somehow I end up. This is in, um, what's Miami's uh, arena called? It's on the water. Where did he play? American Airlines. American Airlines. It's really nice. It has a club inside of it. It's really, really nice. Can't get
0: anyone to go, but yeah.
1: Now, Scott, why am I by the, the championship trophies gotta, in the it look, locker room? Gotta
0: look like You belong.
1: You just got to look like you belong. I'm like, I'm taking pictures in the locker room. And next thing you know, boom, swing the corner. There go big baby Davis and all the players in the locker room. They're like, I was like, oh, can I take some pictures? And took some scared guys like, hey, let me see your pass. You see your credentials? Oh, you're not supposed to be here. Oh, my bad. Well, I didn't did everything I wanted to do. I took pictures of the trophies. I didn't I didn't met all the players. I,
0: I, and, and there's nothing about you, maybe it's because I know you personally, there's nothing about you. I'm like, yeah, I, I trust that guy. <laughs> dude, we we did a Pelicans media day years ago. And I remember, uh, I was beating you there and I'm like with the media and I text you and I'm like,
3: dude, Don't where are you working. at?
0: And you're in like the other part of the practice facility, but that doing, is not where the media is not supposed photos. to be. And they're doing all the team photos and stuff. And you're like talking to players and you're recording stuff. I'm like, what? Like, how did you get there? And you, you text it back. You're like, I just told them I was here, and uh, for the at the front desk of this building, I just told them I was here. You know, and to to cover media day, and they said, Oh, well, come on in. What? And I was there, and I was. It, you, was you know, it helped that you weren't sure where you were supposed to go. <laughs> now, you did it more than once, and then another time, I did it more than once. I, I used it so, like, uh, last year, not last year. Last year was COVID. Year before last. Um, this was the media day, like Zion's a rookie, had didn't know yet who's gonna miss, you know, time and whatnot. And I went and it was a regular thing and one radio station was allowed on the inside. It was the one that my friend ran. So he's like, dude, just come in and tell him you work with us. I'm like, all right. And I just did. I was like, yeah, I'm with ESPN 100.3. I'm Like, oh yeah, come on in. <laughs> and I went and sat down. I interviewed Frank Jackson all the stuff. I was like, I mean, I could have just been in that room with all the laptops and all once all the like really good players like talked, I was like, I'm I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chat with Zion, I want to get some one-on-one. And, like, Alvin Gentry, no idea who I was. He's like, hey, it's good to see you again, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Norm would be proud. I just
1: strolled right in here. I would be really proud. I'm telling you, you just got to be where you're supposed to be at. It helps
0: if you have some kind of badge. Just like an Ajante, like some kind of star. Like, oh, yeah, here we go. You know what
1: I'm saying? You just got to flash. See, and another thing, too. If you have something in your hand, it works to you. It, whether oh, yeah. it's a
0: bag or a camera dude, a laptop, or laptop, A laptop and just some kind of, dude, a camera, you're, you're gold. But if you have a laptop, everyone has a laptop. It's a little more tricky. If you have a camera and like some, like you said, like a vest <laughs> with like an orange vest, like a construction vest. I mean you're right. You end. Yeah, you might you might get told to leave, but then you just play dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. I was here okay, you I didn't even know. I didn't yeah, know. I know. It's yeah. a bunch of places. My name is Scott Prather. Uh you don't that's what you would say. My name is Scott <laughs>
1: Prather, ESPN fourteen twenty. No, like uh it was Saints versus the Texans, and there's so many guidelines and passes, and like I said, I've worked production a bunch of times. I don't know, I'm just on the field chilling. I'm just I, like I'm Kicking it, you know. What's up, JJ Watt? Oh, what's up? The, the the next thing you know, I'm on the Sports Center pregame uh, production when you know they film some of the players while they throwing the balls. They work out, oh, yeah, I'm just chilling with JJ Watt, just you know, on the field. I ain't supposed to be on, the, I got no vests. Supposed to wear your ESPN colors. Oh, don't pass this line or don't pass that. Man, what the worst that can happen? You tell me back up, tell me leave.
0: Yeah, was, they, they, they kick you out and they say, don't let them ever come back again. And I was like, doesn't matter. Sometimes. This is a risk. You gotta take a risk. Are you are you gonna sit here and encourage folks to like, you know, illegal entry? Are you are you encouraging listeners to trespass Norm? That is not, no. that's not right. You shouldn't no. do that. I'm I'm encouraging listeners to be at the
1: right places at the right time with the right people. Preparation. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be prepared for all situations, Scott. <laughs> Got to be prepared. My first ever production gig with the Saints, it was on a Thursday call. It was like, hey, um, it's uh, Ravens versus Saints. This is like maybe 2017. And they're like, hey, we got a production gig. You got to get here in two hours. I'm in class. I'm like, I'm gone. I'm like, I left class. I just packed up all my stuff. I just left class. and didn't tell a teacher nothing. Left, boom, got on the highway. Got there late. They like we don't even got a credential with your name on it. They gave me somebody else's credential, somebody else's picture, and name on it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make this do what it do.
0: I met John Gruden. I met I met the all
1: the staff for the Thursday
0: night Look at football this guy right here. Got to suit him up for the bucks here. Hey, Amen. Suit him up for the Ravens. This Norman Locke guy right here. This Norm guy. He's pretty good. Boy, I tell you what, man, he likes to run his mouth quite a bit. Like, hey, Amen. That was a, my first ever. I tell you what, man, you want to be experience. a Las Vegas Raider, man. Come on down. All right. Up next Rage Occasion softball pregame from the Sunbelt Coverage Tournament Louisiana versus South Alabama. Steve and Bobby, right after this.